Hello, and welcome to Cinema Span. Uh, this season, we will be covering the films of 2007. Uh, I am your host, Louis Illigas IV, with me today, uh, actor, comedian, Devin Beckwith. Hello. Hey, Devin. Uh, and we have Mahan Qureshi uh, from the class of 69. It's a monthly show in LA you could go check out. Hi. <laughs> thanks for joining me. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Uh, today, we are talking about Juno and Knocked Up. Uh, we'll start with Juno, uh, directed by Jason Reitman. Uh, this is a 07 film, of course. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts? I've seen it before. Yeah. But I watched it back when it first came out. And I remember not liking it. But this time rewatching it, I was like, oh, this is actually a really funny, cute movie and like well done. Um, yeah, I thought it was really funny. I'm trying to think of any standout moments that we had where we were like, that's wild. Yeah, you, you did not like it. I didn't the first like it time. when I watched it. And it, back then, it was those types of movies were so cool too that I yeah. really wanted to go and like be like, oh yeah, I love it. But I just didn't like it. I didn't get it. I think. Right. Well, Which is interesting. I mean, it's like it's a really interesting time, um, especially for like these are both you know non-abortion films, yeah. uh, like right. at a very interesting moment for like th those discussions. Um, but yeah, I actually did not see Juno when it first came out. Um, I somehow missed it. I feel like it was everywhere though. Like mm -hmm. literally everybody had seen it. Yeah. Um, Devin, did you catch it? I, I didn't see it, um, but was familiar with it. And it was like always one of those movies that's like, oh yeah, I should watch that one day. No, same. And yeah. Yeah. Of course, was very familiar with like Elliot Page. Probably because of that movie, because I can't think of anything else. I, th I think it's their breakout yeah. film, for sure. Um, but we were talking about him, we're like, I don't think we've seen him in much else other than that movie in Umbrella Academy, right? No, it, it's interesting. Elliot Page is, um, a lot of people think Elliot Page is in The Last of Us games, um, because they mo they modeled uh, the, the character uh, Ellie, is the uh. name of the character. It's very much off of like, a young Juno kind of like aesthetic, uh. especially like a lot of the characteristics. Um, it, it's like a, a young independent woman in, in, in last of us, you know, that's very, oh, uh, that, that has rougher edges. If yeah, you really yeah. know, but it's yeah. Elliot page is good, but um, yeah. I, I think like once you have a, a role that's this big, you can kind of afford to do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's true. They were nominated for an Academy Award for this. For this? Film. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, for Best that's Actress. Fair, yeah. Um, you, were yeah. you that, you were saying that the acting was all right. Yeah, I was a little disappointed by it. Uh, the, her, his acting in it, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's because I expected so much from it. Like, because I've heard so much about the movie and how great it is and like how yeah like almost all of Elliot Page's notoriety at least at the beginning came from that that I expected it to be like mind-blowingly good but it was I, I thought Michael Sarah I feel like gave a better performance uh did you think it was but, uh more of the writing um at, at points or was it like actually execution of that's, that's a fair point um, it may have been the writing because so much of the dialogue I feel like is not stuff that normal people say. It's mm -hmm. very 
as re- the as real as the movie feels, the dialogue is just like completely hokey, hacky, jokey. Yeah. In a way that kind of works, but yeah, it definitely probably makes the acting a lot more complicated. I do agree that it it usually works, but it seems like this is the start of like like this is one of those films that influenced so many other films that came after it that mm. like now you've seen those cliches really drawn out and played out so yeah that now that you see the original quote unquote not not the original other people are doing these feel-good comedy dramedies before like mm. james l brooks yeah. but um yeah it's just it's just not it, i don't know if it hits the same way for me too because i i think i also had too much uh, as far as expectations went on this, mm. and, it, it, and I agree with, with like Mahan's take. It's fun. It's like it's light. Mm. It's kind of like enjoyable. Yeah. There's not really anything like super offensive in this that like yeah yeah turned me off. But then I also thought like it's just not coming together to be like something that you know really excels. Um, actually, <laughs> like weirdly enough, I I watched Knocked Up first that I. Was expecting my like I was expecting to find more depth in Juno and less in Knocked mm. Up, and I think it was a bit flipped. That's so I funny. I thought the opposite for myself. I was like, oh, Knocked Up. I was so irritated by that movie watching right. it. I thought it was not that good at all. Well, it's. I mean, we'll get to it in the yeah. second half, but I think like a lot of the irritation is almost on purpose. Yeah. Um, mm. To like show everyone's kind of like unlikable. Yeah. And there are points where like it goes a little far. Yeah. Um, but I think it's at least trying to say something about gender dynamics. It's interesting. It's mm-hmm. not yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll, we will get to it, but Yeah. Yeah, uh Juno starts with uh Juno standing in a lawn, staring at a, a lawn chair, right? Uh mm-hmm. or not a lawn chair, but <laughs> rather a lounge chair. Right. Um and uh yeah, yeah, Juno says it all started with the chair. Um, and you, you get all that narration. Um, mm-hmm. Juno's hanging out, drinking from a, a gallon of Sunny D. Yeah. Uh, one of the, like, great 2007 details of yeah. just, like, something you couldn't plan to, to not be relevant today, but that, yeah. you know, makes it an, a, an artifact. There, mm-hmm. There's the same thing with uh, Michael Sarah's Tic Tacs, I think. Yeah. Um, yes. Like, where do you see orange Tic Tacs anymore nowadays? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let alone white ones, <laughs> and, and also yeah, uh, Michael Sarah's holding a hot pocket. Uh, oh, that's when, that's when they, that when they introduce him. I was like, too. that looks so delicious the whole time. I was like, what the <laughs> hell is that? Yeah, you, you, you you like you guys did not eat like a million hot pockets as a kid. No, because they always had pepperoni in them, and I grew up in a Muslim oh. household, so I like hardly ever ate those. Yeah, fair enough, but. It looked good. I'm sure they have cheese ones, but then it's like it's it's cheese and bread, bread at that point. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just get a calzone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Well. Yeah. Michael Sarah's outfit in this is uh, extremely reminiscent of Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. um, and this is before he does Scott Pilgrim. Um, mm. But like Scott Pilgrim has a lot of those uh, the, the the sweat bands on. His, his head right. and yeah. his arms and it's just doing a lot of that uh really basic color block matching mm-hmm. um obviously here he's actually a runner and so like there's a reason for him to be in that fit but yeah um i just thought the whole i was thinking about it the whole time and then he's also playing guitar at the end which is like scott pilgrim plays bass and i'm just like i was, like, <laughs> I was just like yeah somebody saw this film and it was like yeah that's the one kid that's who the, could like yeah. play this role right? yeah yeah i feel like he's really been typecasted into that same role a oh, bunch yeah. of times but he's great in it 
He is really he does great. A good job. He's also in Super Bad this year. Yes. Um, right. Which, yeah, he's really great in too. Uh, I, I was expecting him to have a bigger part I was in thinking this that film. too. I was yeah. like, he's barely mm-hmm. in it. I was surprised. Especially because, like, it, as a character, he's, like, willing to be a part of the journey. Um, yeah. But it's also, it's it's interesting. I think you would assume that, like, there's more J.K. Simmons stuff in this, um, that there would be, like, more uh resentment almost like the the way the the father daughter dynamic is being played but it's all pretty open and like everyone's just kind of on Juno's side which is which is kind of nice yeah it was yeah. weird how it was weird how easy it was for Juno to tell her parents mm-hmm. um like when she actually said it they took it really well yeah which i think is like Nice in that it feels like a subversion of that scene, mm-hmm. um, and you do see a little bit, little bit of pushback at the beginning, uh, where they're like, "Are you sure? Have you really thought of this?" Right, and they're right. like, "Okay, no, all right, this is what this is what our daughter wants. So yeah, we gotta go with it." They kind of reminded me of the parents in Easy A. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's been a while, but I, I, yeah. I loved it back in the day. Yeah, the parents. Is it Stanley there. Tucci? Yeah, yeah, Stanley yeah. Tucci yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the best. I forget the lady's name, but she's really funny too. But yeah, they kind of reminded me. I feel like they might have been inspired a little bit. I, I have yeah. no idea. I'm guessing, but yeah, like that chillness with whatever the daughter's choices are, but a right. little bit of which I kind of like seeing in these kind of movies because, yeah, it throws you off a little bit because you're like, right. oh, that's not what I expected her parents no, to but, react like. But, yeah. like, that, exactly. Like, yeah. in our, you know, we're looking for dramatic tension and mm. conflict, and so, yeah. you know, usually it's easy to throw in, like, some, some more of the cliches, and so yeah, that yeah. is where it's nice is, like, there, there's some scenes in this and Knocked Up where it's, like, it really feels like this is how people talk and, and like, we're showing something that doesn't always get shown on film. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like J.K. Simmons also just like I expected to be a hard ass. Well, of like because he's J.K. Simmons, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you're thinking Whiplash, you're thinking uh, J.J. Jonas uh, from the Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think it's what works for him though so well in this. Yeah, he, 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 he really like you're. You can see that he, he's still him, but he's just embodying like a normal Midwestern dad. Yeah. Yeah. The Michael Sarah's mom in the movie, I feel like played the more traditional parent that would probably have, but she was also like, she was cool with Juno coming over and hanging out. Yeah. In their room or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she did not like Juno at all. I also thought it was interesting that, uh, Juno's parents never told Michael Sarah's parents that she, he was the, dad mm. oh yeah i thought that was kind of weird because i feel like if it was anyone if i was a parent i'd be like yeah your son got my daughter oh. pregnant but, yeah, but also like that'd be a good dramatic scene like, yeah right? yeah like how oh. come he never really had to deal with any of that in a way i mean he was a great guy well, no but really there's yeah. one moment where like michael sarah's dealing with the, the yes. kind of news and it's like when the whole school finds out yeah he, he's just like out running and like a kid comes up to him and he's like hey did he hear juno's pregnant yeah and he's like oh yeah and then and then <laughs> oh my god i didn't even oh yeah yeah no, clock that and then, and then the kid uh like it's like did he hear you're the dad and how did the mom never like hear about that i feel like it seemed like a small town and right. the whole school knew i think there was one other time he was kind of held accountable by juno 
towards the end where she was like, oh, what's another 10 pounds when she... Right, takes with, the bag, with the bag. She's upset about um, him asking another girl to prom. Yeah. Right. But even then after that, she apologizes to him in the end, right? She's like, sorry for being yeah. a dick or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah which is a... You know, there's every rom com has to have a breakup scene, right? Like yeah. where you know, and then they get back together or whatever. But um, it, it it was handled at least well, where you're like, you know, the he's just a high school kid, and he asked her, you know, if she would want to keep dating him, and she said no, and so he asked another girl to prom that he clearly doesn't like as much. Like, he's yeah. not even, mm-hmm. and that that's what's so great about it all is it's it's not him being a huge dick or something like that. He's just like I just. Why don't we go to the prom with a friend? (laughs) Like that's, that's all, you know, this is about. Um, Yeah. 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 It's nice. I, I I do like how grounded a lot of this is. And Mm -hmm. I mean, even though I didn't like this probably won't even break my top 10 for 2007. Mm -hmm. It'll probably be, you know, upwards of 2030, maybe if I'm thinking of in the the hundred, but um, it's, I'm also sad they don't make, as many films like this that are like as big budgeted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was actually thinking about, so this was like a best picture, uh, like, like nomination, uh, nominated Shit. film too. And it's, it's a big year. It's got no country for old men and there will wow. be blood. Um, also nominated. Wow. And this movie made the most amount of money in the box office domestically out of any of the, the films nominated that year. Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like it came out when we were in high school, I want to say, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this. Well, I, I was I was actually in sixth grade. Oh shit! Um, I and I was born in ninety six. So th- okay. this was like, yeah. I'm ninety five. So then I was in the seventh grade. So I wasn't in high school yet. But but just on the precipice. Just and, on the precipice. Yeah. And in such a uh, Netflix DVD era mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. people are rewatching a lot of films, you know, like yeah. uh, at home. So it's you know I'm sure it was in the conversation for like the next three years after it came out too. Yeah, I feel like this was like when it was becoming cool to be okay I'm gonna talk about something but like yeah. in height when I grew up in high school it was so cool to be like a white hipster and like listen to like that kind of music that Absolutely. was playing in there yeah the soundtrack the all soundtrack, over that so indie it like, was so yeah. it was so cool and I, I totally get why that movie did really well because it was just like I yeah. feel like the start of that era and then for like years I think up until I reached college that was the cool like thing to be that mm-hmm. personality type that makes sense. Yeah, and, and Juno feels relatable, like whether or not you know you're a, yeah. a, a pregnant girl mm. who's you know 16, like, yeah. or or you're just me yeah. at 26 sitting here and watching it. Like, yeah. um, it, it's it's just a classic coming of age story at the end of the day. And you yeah. know, what do you do when more responsibility than you're ready for is thrust upon you? You know. Okay. Yeah, I guess looking back now, I didn't get it, it was because I was like, oh, I feel like I would have had a totally ex- different experience than right. she did. And she was so chill about it. And, like, you know, she just had such a funny, like, outlook on life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, anyone else. Well, sp- especially when it feels like the news is, like, yelling at women. It, yeah. You know, for, for even wanting to think about making a choice. Like, you're yeah. just, like, to, to just see somebody be like, yeah, I'm just kind of comfortable with what I am. Yeah. Um, kind of nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I thought about, so I thought about this as a Best Picture uh, nomination, and I was trying to think, like, what would be the, the film this, like, last year that came out, and Coda um, did win Best Picture last year, which was, uh, it, it was a, it was a pretty quiet film that just, it, 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 it did pretty well at Sundance, and then it premiered on Apple uh, TV+, Plus. like, uh, it never got a theatrical uh, wide release, wow. but it's just about a, um, a partially deaf family, and, and, uh, 
like like their their um it's either their son or daughter who's uh basically just trying to help the the whole family through navigate through the world which which very much feels like just pick something that's kind of like in the discussion right now or maybe underrepresented in some way um and then just tell like a light drama about it mm. um which it, it, yeah they they're still making films like that i guess it's just not like it's interesting because Coda didn't have a lot of discussion, but it it did win Best Picture. It was like a lot of I think a lot of people's parents watched it, but mm. I didn't hear anyone my age talking. I've about never it. heard of that movie. Yeah, right. Um, which, uh, yeah, maybe speaks for itself of like the streaming uh, landscape. But yeah, That's cool. um, let's see. We got uh, yeah some stuff early stuff Juno gets bullied in school yeah. <laughs> in, like, like a classic like, classic. like guy walking by Dude, her that and, like, actually always stuck with me that scene and I didn't realize it was from that movie but I feel like I've seen it in other rom-coms where the the jock actually secretly wants the freak right right mm-hmm. which I, I feel like but that line always stuck out with I, me I was gonna say I love that piece of narration yeah. um, and like Juno's not narrating as much of this as you think uh, she would be, but uh, the, the the time she does come in, I, I think it really works. Yeah, and, and it is right because like, it's just a it's part of the trope, right? Like, you you hate you love what you hate, you you know, and yeah, or you hate what you don't understand when you're that age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think her narration is kind of peculiar to me because it's it's so infrequent that yeah. I, it doesn't feel like a movie that is sort of narrated, but it's just like maybe you get like two lines from her in each act and right. that's it. And yeah. then it, I would not be surprised if you told me that they added it in post. Mm. Um, like, yeah, just wrote whatever yeah. lines they needed to give context to some scenes. Yeah, definitely. Um, Juno talks on a hamburger phone. Love that. <laughs> Did you guys yeah, that have was any great. of those? That was, uh, is a hamburger phone a thing? It's a real thing. Um, okay. I remember we, there were like hot dog phones too. And like, um, yeah, I don't like remember even like that. a clamshell one. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, I remember the clamshell. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I never had a hamburger phone, but it's, right. it is a perfect, like they're still speaking on landlines. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the, the $10 phone. Their, their dad bought them at, Kmart or whatever like yeah yeah um just so many good details jk simmons uh is playing an hvac specialist mm-hmm. um <laughs> there's uh there, there's like a line early on about like um it's a bit later but it's uh when jennifer garner is uh that one of the adopted parents is interviewing juno and jk simmons um, says, did he, did he ever feel like you were born to do something? Oh yeah. And he says, yep. Heating and vacuuming. <laughs> Just killer. Um, but yeah, Juno does decide to have the baby pretty early on. Um, and, uh, finds the parents through a newspaper ad. Another thing that feels very 07. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've got Jason Bateman and Jennifer Garner here. Um, I think Bateman's in the middle of Arrested Development around this yes. time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what Jennifer Gardner is up to. Um, uh, I feel like that was 2007, right? Was that Daredevil era? Like she was in the movie Daredevil, right? She played... Oh, um, she? She played Electra? The, or, Electra. Yeah. Electra, yeah. Was that then or maybe that was a little bit before? I don't 
Um, probably. Yeah. I think I, that sounds about right. Like 06, maybe. Yeah. I loved her in those movies. She's actually really good in this movie. I feel like she always mm-hmm. gets she, very like she is in the yeah. pocket. I think yeah. she is the best performer she, in here. Yeah. Was she yeah. nominated for best supporting? No, that no. would have been a good one to run though. Yeah. Um that yeah, that's actually a good call. I think it's just so it's, best supporting is such a tough race. Um yeah, usually, but um yeah, cuz I mean, they'll run like people that are lead actors and actresses in the supporting category all the time. Mm. Um, and so like, if you really only have like 10 to 15 minutes of screen time, like it's it, not going to happen. You, yeah. It's, it's tough. It's just like, how do you make the impression while you're there? But yeah. um, she does make a really, really good impression. She has a great she's, arc in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's just so grounded. It, it mm-hmm. feels like, um, and like it's taking the whole thing like so seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, you even get some of the skittishness from Jason Bateman, like, uh, off the start, you know? Oh, yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, yeah. he's given a, a little of that, like, uh, something up with this guy, something a little yeah, weird. Yeah, his first line, like, yeah, I can't wait to be a dad and do dad shit or something like yeah, that, yeah. right? Yeah. Right away, I was like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. And no. in his first scene with Juno, too, I think he gives one of his signature winks to her too, which it's like, Oh yeah. Hmm. yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's, we all know what's going to happen here. <laughs> like yeah. everyone, but Juno, uh, you know, like Juno even goes home to her mom and like after she's been hanging out with Bateman and it's kind of like, oh, what are you, what are you doing what's here? Do you know, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what, what you're doing? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the one thing I remembered from the movie. Like, going into watching it the second time, I was like, oh yeah, that guy's a creep. And that was the one thing. Like you knew this time. Yeah, I knew. I was like, I know he's going to hit on her. Yeah, I mean, but he's even like played at least a bit sympathetically in that like, okay, here, like you can tell he doesn't maybe like the the situation he's in. And like, there's smaller hints to like the rifts in the marriage. And so you're like, okay, maybe I'm not, placing all the blame on like Juno here. It's just more like the situation is revealing what was already wrong in this relationship. And don't get me wrong. He's definitely being a creep. Should not be yeah, hitting yeah, on yeah, a yeah, girl yeah. this yeah. young definitely in any guy. capacity. <laughs> uh, but, but just like it, it's a, uh, it, again, I'm just saying it, it's things aren't um, as cliche in, in this film, usually like a, as they could be. Um, and mm. they're at least attempting to show like a level of depth to, to every character. Yeah. Yeah. What does he say? He's like, Oh yeah. She let me have a room to put all my stuff in. Right. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then she even calls that out. Juno. Yeah. She's like, Oh, awesome. And in your house, you get a whole room for right. your stuff. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. And then there's other things just like, yeah, they're watching the, the horror movie together. And he's like, turns it off. He's like, Oh, she doesn't like me watching this. She likes me to contribute or whatever. <laughs> like, like, Oh man, he's doing classic, classic, uh, yeah. Yeah. Love the old ball and chain stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, One thing I was happy, though, is that they actually, he decided to leave her at the end. Yes. And because, not, like, be like, oh, this is going to work or something. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. so yeah. many times I feel like movies end like that. But oh, at least yeah. he had, I don't want to say the courage, but at least he left, you right. know? And, and accountability for his actions, yeah. right? Like, there were, there, there was an effect for what yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah. And but, she still got her happy ending, too. Mm-hmm. Like, what were you if he were to stay, it's like the type of thing that like would be played as a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. When right. of course it, it's it not, not at all. No. Um, but instead, he left, and she, the mom, got her actual happy ending, which was right. like 
to be a mother. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is a, yeah, just an awesome arc. And, and just the, the note that, uh, judo leaves at the end is is such a great touch the it's it's on the back of a so you know leaves a note and, and jason bateman opens the door and and he's like looks like a jiffy lube bill <laughs> like, like, just grabs it out of his hand immediately like flips it around <laughs> i was wondering how she knew it was for her because she has a line where she says it's for me and then she grabs it yeah yeah. And I was wondering how she knew before she read it. Maybe that, like intuition, just like mm. who else would be coming at my door right now type mm. thing. But yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And I do like that they don't reveal it. Like until what it actually it, said until the end. That's I really like that. Such a good like little touch in that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, going back a little earlier, uh, I'm just, just going through some of these lines. Um, Juno, when Juno's telling... Uh, her parents about the, the pregnancy. Uh, J.K. Simmons has uh, a really great line. He says, I thought you you were the kind of girl who knew when to say, uh, he says when to say when, I think. Um, but maybe mm-hmm. it's when to say no, or I, I, the phrasing is a bit interesting. But, but Juno says, I don't really know what kind of girl I am, which is just like the, the delivery of that, I like grounded me so much in the character, at least. Um, I, I, I think that's, yeah, one of, one of, Elliot Page's best moments in here. Um, and yeah, I mean, the parents are, are saying anything but this, like, like after when, when she leaves, like yeah. it's definitely your worst nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah for know, sure. Or could be portrayed that way. Um, yeah, I, I, it, the, the Bateman stuff is, is interesting. Cause like I, it, at first you're like, you're having fun while they're like playing music together they set that up really well yeah very smart yeah because he does have enough of the charm to like not be playing a a, a bad guy every time he's right. he's in a film so mm. um mm-hmm. it's not like a certain casting where you're like oh boy <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not like he's like rob Lowe or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah we got we have all the the different um like seasons going through this which is just like a, a somewhat nice way to break it up um i it's interesting how both of these films are really obsessed with like, okay, we're going to like just try to show the process of it. And like most of the films can mm-hmm. be spent in the, the day to day and the, the pre-planning and, you know, you can only plan so much before the chaos hits. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the seasons thing also reminded me of that movie, 500 days of summer, which I wonder if it yeah. came out in 2007 as well. It's a good question. I feel like it did because it was very similar. It had like, well, 500 days of summer obviously has to say like summer, fall. Well, and they had the, the day count too, yeah, right? Yeah, it was um, very similar. Yeah, like the yeah. the days that are summer and then the days that are after um, yeah. the relationship with summer. It was very yeah. similar. And like the drawing turning into real life. I wonder if one of the two were inspired by the other. 500 days of summer was 09. Oh. So... But it does seem like a movie that very possibly was inspired by Juno. Juno yeah. At least, at the very least, the producers on it were probably looking to Juno to be like, what works? What works? <laughs> right. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, aesthetically, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, yeah, very quickly, um, that the, the, the new parents buy a bunch of baby stuff. Um, I saw Baby Bajorn. 
in mm. their pile of things, which is, I don't, I don't oh. what was very funny was they also had baby Bajorn in Knocked Up. I, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I didn't saw, notice I it. I saw these like two like product things and I was like, oh my God, like what's going on? They also both touch on what to expect when you're expecting yes, a book. Yes, yeah. which mm. that's got to be the like number one pregnancy book, right? Yeah. Like, or at least the title that everybody thinks of. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I like uh, the they get to the the Juno being um, named after Zeus's wife. I didn't know that. Um, oh, yeah. I had no idea that's where that name came from. And mm-hmm. yeah, the the little story there is just nice of um, just saying like Zeus's wife would be like a like like someone strong who wouldn't take his shit. Like it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, cool. like yeah, nice. That's good. Yeah. Um, but uh, Juno runs into Vanessa, um, the the adopted mother at the mall. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's, a, that, that was like one of, that's definitely one of Jennifer Garner's like best scenes. Cause, um, it, it's, it's just such a great meeting of these two forces where she's got all the anxiety of, you know, motherhood on her mind and like the, the, I, the questions of boundary, um, and then, you know, Juno's just like, oh, come on. Everyone is touching my stomach. Like, yeah, it's me. Yeah, like, yeah. shut up. Like, come here. Yeah. Um, and then even, like, you get the the, the real vulnerability of, uh, like, oh, the baby's not kicking for me. And then Juno's like, okay, come in and talk. And then, you know, it just, it, it all tightens up in such a nice way. Yeah. Um, and the scene just really, they they hold it. And, you know, she gets to have that moment with the kid. And then it, it, it ends. <laughs> it's just, like, it's great that... You know, they don't try to undercut that with like a joke at the end or anything else. Um, like that, this really, I was surprised. Didn't feel like a comedy to me. Like, at, uh, like really at all, even. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I. I, it, I walked away from it thinking, oh, I guess that wasn't a comedy. It's as well. It's marketed right. as a comedy. I think. Well, I so. think it. it, it it, I, I would probably say rom com. Yeah. Um, but like, that's the thing is like, there's not like. The, the Michael Sarah romance isn't the point of this either, especially because like Juno is already pregnant when the film starts. So it probably is just straight up a drama. Right. Um, but like if this was the Golden Globes, they would probably run it and best comedy because mm-hmm. they, they love mm-hmm. to do that. Like mm-hmm. just to be like, oh, it's got a couple jokes, like throw, throw it in yeah. there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Juno, what, she she's with her girlfriend at, at lunch, just grabbing everything off, like, off the That was off, a off fun little touch. Yeah. 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 Um Yeah, and uh yeah, this is yeah, we, we have the fight. Uh the there there's a really good line where where uh Juno's like, uh Katrina gave me the stink eye in, in like in homeroom or something. <laughs> and then Michael Sarah's like, no, she that's just her face. That's yeah, what yeah. she looks like, and they cut to her. You're just like, that is so unfortunate, whoever that is. It was such a great insert. I didn't expect it in this movie, too, because I feel like that's the type of thing that you would see more so now or five years ago, maybe, but not, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. 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 That made it feel like a comedy, that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her face. <laughs> yeah. that. That's very, like, I feel like an SNL character. I, I think a studio executive, like, mandated to put that in. He's like, I need a joke right here. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got the... Okay, so Mark, Mark uh, Jason Bateman's character, gives Juno a Yuki comic. It's like a pregnant Japanese, yeah. like, superhero. Yeah. 
<laughs> Which, yeah, I didn't, I didn't read it as that weird in the moment. Now I'm just, now I'm just thinking back on that. Like, what, what was that? Like, mm-hmm. what, what did you guys think of that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's her, cool. She was like, she was like, oh, cool. Yeah. I feel not as. Well, it's nasty part. I think it's whatever. part of the whole. You know, they are connecting right on a genuine level, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I, I, all I say is like now in different contexts, you're like, is, is this just weird? Like, did he, was he fetishizing Juno as his like, his new True. superhero wife or something? Or like, mm. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing was definitely weird <laughs> with them too. Yeah, I definitely think I got an inkling of weirdness with it. Just like the way he was saying that he thought of her when he saw it. I thought was a very romantic yes. sort of way rather than a uh, surrogate mother of my child yes. kind of way. And, and this is the scene where he like comes uh, through with his, his, you know, feelings. Mm-hmm. So it, it probably was even intended as a romantic gesture. Yeah. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I wonder, one thing I was trying to figure out what they're trying to show, is he a guy chasing his youth and that's why he's so attracted to her? Or is he attracted to her because she's technically carrying his baby? Or was it? I think I think it's the youth. I, I, yeah. I, he doesn't seem concerned about the the parenthood of it right. all, right? Yeah. Um, which is interesting. You're like, what is, what's his plan? Her to have the baby, yeah. give it to Vanessa, and then the two of them split off? Yeah, because um, he was like, I'm leaving Vanessa. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do with the baby then? Yeah, I yeah. didn't realize that before, but he's definitely chasing his youth. Like, yeah. the way he yeah. dresses, the fact that he won't give up yeah. the dream of, of the being, being in, the in band. a band. Even though he's loaded off of commercials, right. I think yeah. at that point, I feel like you're not going to make well, it. Well, just an unfulfilled you know. dream, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, you know. No, but it's part of, like, having comic books around and, you know, horror films. Like, it's not that, like, you can't be an adult yeah. with these things, but just that, like... They're the signifiers for, for, you know, a less mature artistic palette, right? Right, right. Yeah, I wonder what Jennifer Garner's character saw in him because I feel like they're so different in every way. So, like, what was the attraction there? Um, what was it? Uh, oh, I was thinking I, th- it, I think they've been long... I think they've been together long enough for her to have changed and him to have stayed the same. That's a great way of putting it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like her career wasn't as, you know, far as it was. Mm-hmm. She's she seen, she says, you know, wearing business attire and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You'd assume she'd be able to take care of this kid by herself. Yeah, definitely. At least emotionally. I feel like if they right. did even keep the baby, she'd be the one obviously taking care of the baby. Which it's better off that she's on her own. Because you see a lot of moms nowadays. It's not uncommon. You know, moms do most of the work with children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I kind of, I really like that now that I think about it. I'm like, oh, I'm glad she had to raise the baby on her own because she would have been doing that anyway with that man. They stayed married. That's good. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's why it's more of a happy ending yeah. for her to raise it on its own rather yeah. than also having to raise him. Yeah. And I'm glad he left her too, because I think a lot of times people don't leave because they're like, oh, I can't do this on my own type of thing. Mm. And you feel like raising a child has to be something you do with a partner, but not necessarily. But but just like Juno, like that, that's the beauty of that note is like, if you're in, I'm in, 
Like, yeah. you know, we, it, it only needs to be the two of us. And like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm already doing this crazy thing. Like, why, why can't you, you know, fulfill your dream too? True. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that kind of goes back with the Michael Sarah thing is he wasn't really a part of her pregnancy at all or helped her right. with it. But I feel like in that situation, she didn't really let him. Or do you think? Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Cause there's, um, you know, around here, you also get the really good scene where Juno comes home um, and is telling her dad, like, I don't know if I like believe in like long-term relationships anymore. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Which is like an incredible scene just cause like he's divorced. And so like, he's like, okay, I know like I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just be your dad and say it's this way. Like, um, but even with that, he, he approaches it with a, like a lot of depth. And I, I think what he says to her is what allows her to have enough trust to go out and, and seek back Michael Sarah's mm-hmm. character, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's funny. We, we, uh, we watched knocked up first Same. and then watched Juno. <laughs> I keep doing this. I keep flipping the order. Like I set up an order for That's a so double funny. and then I watch it. reverse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you, if you were to like air it in a theater, you would air Juno first and then knocked up. It, that was my mentality. But, mm-hmm. um, also like I think knocked up is the, like, since it's the longer film, um, mm. I would probably put it first. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think after knocked up, Juno, like I, I, I actually do think, sorry, I'll reset here, but I think I would put Juno first at, um, just cause some of these beats don't feel as great the second time through. And at least with like, mm-hmm. uh, knocked mm-hmm. up, it feels like they're telling jokes through like more through of thing. it. Yeah, that's true. Um, even though it's not a very jokey film either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what order um, would you put it in? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I, I mean, the reason we did it in that order was I looked it up and Knocked Up came out first. So I was like, yeah, let's watch it the way America watched it. Right. right. Um, and it was interesting to see. I forget what it was, but something happened in Knocked Up with like some sort of technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in Juno, you see like a slightly more advanced technology. I forget. I forget what. It's just like a small thing yeah. that you wouldn't pick up. Could be the ultrasounds or something. Years. Like I, I think that might have been what it was. Where oh yeah. So in yeah in in, in knocked up the ultrasound he goes inside her. That's right. And then Juno, the jelly. they go on top. And I don't it's, know if that's uh, well. I, the joke. <laughs> the joke is. Um, and and knocked up, he, the gynecologist, opens her legs right. and says, "You look just like your sister." Oh, oh I missed that I missed line, too, yeah. <laughs> which is you know after he's met her and and talked to her, and then he's looking down, yeah, uh, and then he pulls out the rod and puts the cream on top. It's like it's very clearly supposed to be in innuendo. So I think. That tech was probably okay. That makes sense. they were probably doing the jelly belly by that Too, point. Yeah, but yeah. like Apto was like, bring it back. <laughs> like, I, yeah, you know? I think there's also a line too in there where somebody says something about him taking so long down there. Like it, it might even be him who's like, right. oh, I'm sorry, I took a while or whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. There, there is a another link between these films, which is like both of the 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 husbands uh are like music guys like they're they're making their living in the music industry uh paul Mm, rudd's character yeah uh, like it's expanded on and this is 40 a lot more but um he's 
like a record producer. Yeah. Um, and he's always seeing these bands and stuff. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Like both of the guys that are fucking around, not doing yeah. shit they, they want to do or like, yeah. Are the music musicians? is there, is there like, yeah, way into that. That's funny. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we get to Juno winning bleaker back over fills his mailbox with orange Tic Tacs, which was just a fun little gag to see, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they they just have like a, a small little scene in the middle of the track uh, field, um, kind of confessing love cute, to each other. It's cute. It's a cute little scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then yeah, pretty quickly, Juno's water breaks. Uh, Thundercats go. It's like a line. They, they all yell. You're just like, okay, sir. Yeah, I feel like there were a lot of lines in the movie where I was like. All right, fine. <laughs> it's not taking me out of the film, but I, sure. I, and, and we were talking about the soundtrack. The soundtrack works really well just about everywhere, but they, they play the monkey on your shoulder line, like as Juno's giving birth. And it's just like, it just feels like it kind of undercuts it a bit. Like it's it works when the baby's like out and they're like, look at the baby, you know, mm. or, or whatever. But like, um. While she's like, ah, ah, and like pushing, and like, they're like, you're the monkey on my back. Yeah, yeah. My shoulder. <laughs> just kind of like, like, right. yeah, like, don't know about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I much yeah. preferred this delivery scene to the knocked up. Oh my God. Scene. I know, I know. Oh. That scarred me. Well, the, the knocked up uh, delivery scene is uh, the reason why, uh, what, what, what's her face? Um, Sandra Bullock was originally going to be in that film. No way, as Catherine Heigl. As Catherine Heigl's character. Wow. And um, the the deliver they 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 were you know planning to use real shots of like babies being delivered, um, and like she was like, yeah, that no, <laughs> you know, really? essentially like yeah, like I I won't do it if you do that kind of thing. Like that wow. was her line. How come? Did she say why? I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. I don't know if they, if they're trying to portray it as looking like her and she's like, yeah. I just don't want people to see me in that way. Right. Or like, yeah, I'm know. surprised that they died on that hill. Yeah. That they weren't like, all right, we don't need that stuff. We'll take Sandra Bullock. I think it's part of the, like, right. like, like, like in that film they they are really trying to show like, like Jay Baruchel's character walks in and sees that. And he's like, right. I'm forever scarred. Like they're, they're really trying to, you know, drive home some of the severity of it or yeah. the, the reality of it, I guess. But yeah. I, I agree. They almost got an NC 17 rating because of it. Just wow. not, not really worth it. Yeah. No, um, yeah. no. Yeah. I wish I and they showed it so many times. It wasn't even just like once it was like, again, yeah, again. I like screamed the times. first time I saw it. It's like, Oh God, that's disgusting. I know. And I'm pretty sure I saw it as a kid too. Because oh, <laughs> I, I actually had seen knocked up and I was like, yeah, but you know, that's, that's life. It's a shame too. Cause I, Paul Rudd movies for the most part are fairly family friendly. Like, I mean like, yeah, there's a, bunch of cursing throughout it but yeah, well you know i think like anchorman is a little less and like maybe the the 40 year old virgin a little less mm-hmm. but 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 yeah i mean anchorman isn't anchorman um uh adam, adam mckay? mckay yeah you're saying paul rudd Oh, did sorry. I say, did mean, I meant to say Judd Apatow. Apatow. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, half of Paul Rudd, like, yeah, sure. Yeah, like, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. like, Wanderlust. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Like, <laughs> Any of his David Wayne movies, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is all of David Wayne's movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you are right. Most of Judd Apatow's stuff is 
very family friendly. I mean, I, even the produced stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mm. like that they showed it. And like some part of my brain, I'm like, oh, good. You should show the realities of giving birth. But I was like, I didn't yeah. need to see it so many it times. Feel, it feels like a good news article. Yeah, <laughs> right, you're right. there and you're like, I don't know, man. I don't like, know if I need to see it, though. It is, though. We are kind of at the beginning of Judd Apatow paving the way for what a real movie looks like. Is that correct? Or had he, had he kind of already done it at that point? And, and, and by, by real movie, I mean like a movie that's like, where everything feels real and the dialogue is real, yeah. like for rom-coms. Um, I would say James L. Brooks, like, kind of pioneers a bit of that a little more. Mm -hmm. um, but Apatow certainly is the one who, like, you know, is carrying it and it is what other people are imitating a lot, you know? Right, now at least, yeah. yeah. Um, I just think, like, James L. Brooks deals with the drama of it all really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Apatow just drops the ball a little bit on that side. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I think he does pretty, pretty good. Um, I, I was saying this on the last episode actually, but I, I think his produced movies are better than his directed movies, like in general. Um, but mm -hmm. he, he only has like about yeah. eight directing credits. I mean, it's, oh, it's wow. 40 year old virgin knocked up funny people um man I, i'm struggling here um he did yeah <laughs> I should I have should, I yeah i should um, but yeah yeah he's done stuff exactly it doesn't matter <laughs> um we can uh, yeah let, let, let's uh wrap up juno here though um yeah the i mean so juno's uh giving birth um michael sarah's character runs from his uh his track meet to get there um, and, uh, we, we revealed the note and then, um, yeah, the, I, the, just the end of, of it is, uh, Juno kind of, it's summer now. She's pulling up her bike and the two of them played the monkey on your shoulders song, mm -hmm. like just, just acoustically to each other, which is very sweet. I, yeah. I, I was, I, I'm curious to hear what you guys think, but I was, I felt like them playing the song together would have been more powerful for me if I hadn't just, just heard, heard the song. That's, that was part of what I was saying too, is like, yeah. I, it did not land in the pregnancy scene, but then I was like, oh, this is a perfect, right. like, like end though. Yeah. Um, especially cause like they just play it uninterrupted. It's, it's one long take zooming out and mm -hmm. they're staring into each other's eyes the whole time. It's just like, it's, it, it's, it's very, uh, theatrical in that way. But, yeah, yeah, that's true. How did Juno's character grow? I'm trying to think of like her character arc. Like how did she change? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of like the adventure for Juno is like about trusting in themselves. Um, like, you know, it, cause, cause with the baby, especially at the beginning, there's a lot of like people telling Juno what to do with it. Um, like Juno goes to, to get it aborted. And then there's like, her classmates like picketing the Planned Parenthood, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever it is. Um, and it's, it's just, it, to me is like really hard to track what the, the line of thinking is with, with Juno. Like she just doing this cause you know, she feels it's right or just cause it's what's happened. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of like the movie is like, Juno you know, learning how to roll with the punches of life and also, 
I mean, it is that I don't, can I trust anyone to be in a relationship? Can I trust myself to be in a relationship? Mm. I mean, Mm -hmm. in in a lot of ways, like giving up the kid could be metaphor for like being alone and like putting a lot of those things to rest. And so like at first, like not even wanting the kid can be like, no fucking way am I going to have that level of connection. And then like the thing about love is, yeah, you know, you, you can have it for a certain amount of time, but you, you've also got to let it go at, at, at one point or, or the other person does. Right. Yeah. Um, just cause one of us is going to outlive the other in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So, um, she gets some trust in that I would say. And then like the, the further trust is like, yeah, now could I share this life with someone and, you know, accept that, that version of it all. Yeah. Um, Damn, Lewis. That's deep. <laughs> I was like, what? That, Love doesn't yeah. for, for everybody, you're right. <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah. true. I mean, it, it's that's all like, it, I mean, that could just be my reading on it right now, too, though, because yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. a lot of it is just that coming of age stuff, right? Just yeah. Yeah. the moment I'm in, I have these anxieties. Life seems, you know, untamable, right? And, and like, yeah, now, now I'm just getting a hold on things. Now things are a little better. That's. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I mean that's enough of a story. Whether it's got you know metaphors and layers yeah. on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, take a quick break. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay, we are recording. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, we are back uh, with knocked up, uh, which we did start a little bit on um, already. But uh, this is directed by Judd Apatow. Um, it's one of his few films. We, we did look up his filmography when we were off. <laughs> okay, yeah. So this is coming in uh, between The 40-Year-Old Virgin, which is Judd Apatow's directorial de- feature directorial debut. And I'm already forgetting it. Funny people. Mm. Yeah, wait for it, people. Um, <laughs> which uh, I think these are like some of his most emotional films. Uh, knocked Up. Uh, and this is 40 are definitely like very grounded, uh, with, with their, their characters. Uh, funny people too, though. H- have you seen funny people? I haven't. I don't think I have either. Funny people is probably my favorite Judd Apatow film oh, wow. and okay. you should go see it. Um, I, I did get a catch it in theaters like when I was a kid for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Adam Sandler. Um, and he's playing like an Adam Sandler like character. Um, and it's essentially like, he's like, ah, I've kind of been in all these big movies and I want to get back to my roots. I want to get back to stand up. And so they, they go onto the stand up circuit. They, uh, film tons of like upcoming, uh, stand up comedians, which end up being like uh, Aubrey Plaza Whoa. before she's like, uh, like really in Parks, uh, and, Parks and Rec. It's got a Z's and sorry in it no too. Way. Like, yeah, it's nice. like, it, that, but they they like got some really good upcomers and they what what was smart and this is what Judd Apatow does well is he just rolled the camera in front of a bunch of audiences mm. and said do real stand up you know and like when and we're not just gonna make the same crowd listen to the same joke twenty times That's we're great. gonna go to different clubs and get actual genuine reactions and it, it makes all those scenes like really come alive and it's. You know, we'll talk about the the shortcomings and, and the up, you know, the better things that Judd Apatow does. But um, you know how he deals with that naturalism, like really makes or breaks his films for me. I feel like he did um, that in the Big Sick too, right? That's Judd Apatow as well. Right? He, pro- he produced that. Oh, he produced it. Yeah. But they also do the comic scene. I feel like in that movie, like there's Aidy mm-hmm. Bryant, 
Camille, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. that's how uh, Camille meets his uh, his wife yeah. in the film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's heckling him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a very yeah. fun yeah. Uh, scene. Also, kind of how he's able to start to uh, make up with his, the parents, or or yeah. the the parents, vice versa. The parents start to come around to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah big six, good. Yeah, <laughs> next time. <laughs> I have my thoughts. Well, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, Judd Apatow also produced Walk Hard um, this year, which we we did talk about last uh, week. Oh. Um, but I I I, th- I mean I, I like this movie too, but I, I would I think Walk Hard is the the better. Uh, I think Walk Hard is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wh- which just goes to show. I mean, it's Judd Apatow has a good group of people, and I'm glad he's a good producer that can even get these projects made. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So here we've got, uh, what Wu Tang clan opening up the film, uh, <laughs> thinking about doing a raw. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, we basically, we just got all the, the boys of this film hanging out. So we got Seth Rogen's character. He's playing Ben. Um, everyone else is pretty much just named after the actual actor's name, like Jason for Jason yeah. Seagal. Yeah. Jay for Jay Baruchel, Jonah, uh, even Jonah. Jonah for Jonah, and Martin for Martin Starr. Yeah. Um, but this is just like a classic uh, uh, guys being guys hanging out uh, in the opening credits. They're they're jumping into the the dirtiest pool of all time. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just it's yeah. like green. <laughs> yeah, um, and they're like hitting each other with pool noodles to like make them fall in and. Smoking bongs, you know, and the gas mask bongs, like whatever. They're they're just, go. They're they're, they're you know they're, they're just frat guys basically. Um, that no, go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say that that scene, or even Jason Segal's character throughout the movie, yes, was just. I, I hadn't seen this movie before, but that specifically after him being in the Muppets movie <laughs> and knowing that he wrote it. For, so that he could be in the Muppets movie right. and then just seeing him just be this degenerate human. Absolutely. It's, it, it was a fun flip for me. No, it is. To experience. And like, he's not the best guy in forgetting Sarah Marshall, but he's like, he's a nice guy in that film mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. And like here he hits on every girl he sees in every scene that yes. he's in. Like without, yes. every one of his lines is like, is like about getting it's, tail or yeah. like, making fun of his buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, and there's like a great bit later with Paul Rudd's character. When he finally meets, uh, like, like, uh, <laughs> Leslie man. He, he's met, he's met Leslie man. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and he's just like, are you, are you her husband? <laughs> and then he slams like the yeah. front door on him. Like, oh just yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. turning him away. It's just, yeah, it, it's all really good. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a classic group of Apatow kids. Um, yeah. Like, like three or four freaks and geeks people, right? I say it felt like watching freaks and geeks at some moments, yeah. just like all the character or the actors, yeah. Because you have Rogan, you have uh, James Franco in a cameo, yeah. and then you have Martin Starr, mm-hmm. um, all, all of them at least, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It's really interesting. So, so like this is uh, we brought up Superbad earlier too, um, but. Uh, Rogan and Jonah Hill are both in both of these films, right? Oh yeah. Um, and here Jonah Hill is playing Seth Rogan's like contemporary, 
Um, and mm. in Superbad, he's playing like a high schooler. And yeah. a, a big part of the Superbad story is that uh, Seth Rogen wrote the script and wanted to play that that role originally mm. and just kind of aged out of it. And also like because of his like his height and like his appearance in general, he's like, mm. okay, I'm not going to look like a teenager standing next to Michael Sarah, Right. Um, or, or Christopher Mintz. Um, yeah. And so they they give it to Jonah instead. Um, but it, it's very interesting. Like they're like, I mean, Seth Rogen's like 25 in this. Yeah. And he is super wow. young still. They look so old. How old is Catherine Heigl in that movie? Ooh, that that's a better question. I didn't look yeah. it up. Um, Cause I would imagine she's a, maybe a little older um, just cause it seems like they're trying to with, with her character show someone that's a little more uh, established in their career. Right. But you know, the way that Hollywood casts women, like, yeah. you know, like yeah. who, who's to say like what, what her yeah. age is. Um, yeah. It was, I like the line where she was like, Oh yeah, he looks 33. Cause when she's, uh, right. I think Leslie Mann asks how old he is and he's 23. Yeah. I was like, he's 23. I know they say that in the, I, yeah. I know, in the script too. Yeah. Yeah. Shocked me. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, we set up, uh, yeah, we, we also show up, uh, show Catherine Heigl's character pretty early on. They, they are, yeah. <laughs> Jed Apatow's using the most cliched opening shot like for a character, which is them, you know, bu- hitting the buzzer on their alarm clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, which, you know, it, it's fine. Um, yeah, we quickly uh, learned that uh, Catherine Heigl's character is, you know, uh, living with um, basically her older sister and her her husband. Um Pete and Debbie, played by Paul Rudd and and Leslie Mann. Um, they're, so Catherine Heigl takes the kids to, to school um, early on, and there's like a killer line. Uh, they, they, these kids are Judd Apatow's real kids, too. Mm. Uh, Maude and Iris Apatow. Not sure who's the older or the younger. Maude's um, the older. She's on Euphoria. That's how I know uh, Okay, uh, thank yeah. you. This nice. is why we brought you in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, there, yeah, there's a killer line where the kid just starts talking about uh, how she was Googling murder. Oh, yeah, that's good. That was <laughs> just, fun. Just feels like a, like, as, as far as this timing of stuff goes, like, maybe the first time a lot of parents thought, oh, that's a thing, like, a kid that can someone do, can right? do. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I feel like it does play as a pretty good joke. Yeah, um, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, it, it helps set the time, too, like you said, definitely. very much so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we set up this bet. Martin Starr can't shave, mm-hmm. um, his beard or his face, or he's got to pay the rent for everyone else in the apartment. Yeah. yeah. It ju- just great. Like what are, what are both of these people's lives up to? Right. Like, um, they're, they're working on a, uh, <laughs> on a, uh, watch it for the plot, uh, right, right. type, uh, website where, um, they're, they're talking about where, you know, women undress in movies and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I That's one thing that I noticed about both Juno and this movie, like with Jennifer Garner and the guy that she was with, I was like, what did she see in him? Because it feels like they're so different. Right. And then even in this movie, I'm like, what does Catherine Heigl's character see in this guy? Truly. At all. Yeah. When she says, I love you, I'm like, why? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what about him is... To, to me, it's interesting because it, it, it feels like this, like, they're setting up the immaturity versus the maturity. And I think like, as you get older, like, you know, maybe you're a guy who does identify with, with this is how me and my bros hang out. And, you know, some people got out of that phase a 
while ago. Some people are still in that phase. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think there's a level of relatability there. Um, mm-hmm. It is a bit reductive in the idea that like, it, it's just like, will these boys ever unsocialize themselves from the the type of behavior they've been taught? Yeah. Is okay forever. Um, sorry, I'm losing a bit of the thread here, but it's, <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, it's, it, it is interesting. I mean, what do you, like, like I, th- I don't think every guy is like this group of guys. Agreed. And mm. the way they're setting it up is like, every guy is this until they become a a, an adult, like women are adults. Yeah. Um, but then they also treat women as like hysterical at some points. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of, uh, yeah, like j- just, just the way that we, you very know. heavily plays into gender roles or like the idea of like, yes. this is what a woman is and this is what a guy is. Women are always mature yeah. and don't go through that, which is really interesting. Cause then I think of what, what, that era, 2007, is when that, like, bro comedy guys just get stoned is so big. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then I think once we got into, like, I feel like senior year and stuff, then it started becoming women being, like, stoners, like, Broad City yeah, and yeah, that yeah. kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, other, then he, exactly. Then he started seeing Evening that. the field in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really interesting, actually. Oh, I know. And, I th- and like, we, you know, a lot of the thousands, um, like, so the 90s is writing, like, a lot of nihilism. Um, mm-hmm. and just culture, uh, and like, yeah, the thousands got a lot of meta humor, just kind of like be irreverent towards the material you're working on. Um, and like, now I feel like we've kind of gone back to like sentimentality as like a big, um, important thing mm-hmm. and like the type of media we consume, but it's just a, it, it is a weird era of just like, it, it's kind of the peak of like gross out and, and shock humor. You yeah. Know? Um, well, you, you, that cut to, that they do when, um, or when they cut back to Seth Rogen at at the end of his phone call, the I'm pregnant phone call, right? And you see like the whole scene being played out where Jay Burrishell is like, oh, yeah. jerking off, yeah. and there's like they're all humping the, 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 the couch, like, pussy and yeah. stuff, and it's just like, oh, like that's supposed to be hilarious like that's supposed to be the punchline of punchlines for that stretch of scenes right and it's like it got a giggle out of me but i wasn't like oh my god I, back then you know? when you were watching you're probably like that's exactly. hilarious yeah yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, i mean the the only reason i laughed during that scene was like the dramatic irony right like yeah. where you're right. just like oh right. like like he thinks he's getting laid again and like his whole life's about to change yeah like, yeah but, yeah, yeah it, not, nothing about like what they are doing is funny. Yeah. Right. Um, and that, that is a, I had, I had read a review and someone put this so well where they said there's points where this film feels like it tips from being like about the bullied and being about the bullies. Um, which is like, it, it's just, it, there, there's always a fine line between like hate speech and like, you know, yeah. What is funny? You know, mm. what, 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 what can you play around with? Yeah. Um, and again, with, with last week's episode, Blades of Glory, like Will Ferrell can tie that line like nobody else, but mm. like other people do the same things he does and it, and it comes across bad. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, it's not that it's bad at points. It just feels like the male perspective is so forward in this that like there are points that just the, the, the female side of it gets a little lost and, and you do you know, start to think like, yeah, who's telling the story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You see that a lot too. Like even, uh, the Simpsons family guy, it's always like 
super hot put together wife and then the guy's right. just like a total whatever um and then yeah even with like this movie it's kind of the same that's why it kind of irritated me a little bit because i was like what does she see in him and why does he get this huge like redemption arc i want to say or like mm-hmm. chance to become you know great whereas like she's always been i would say a catch like a great catch right mm-hmm. um well it to yeah. me and to me it's part of that whole um like, is this an anti-abortion film? Like, at the end of the day, like, I don't, I don't know if he's like trying to to make a statement of it. But like, these films mm-hmm. are about like people that are like, I don't want to have the kid, but I'm gonna have it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. type stories. Uh, and yeah, that's interesting. It, it just it, it it's I, I it, it like inherently is there something wrong here? Of just yeah. like it's it's about. No, as a woman, you should settle down and have a family, even if it's, like, with a sloppy guy. That's what I was trying to figure out. Because when they go for brunch the next morning after sleeping together, they have that conversation where he's telling her about what he does and right. how he's, like, from Canada and yeah. he can't, like, legally work here. And, um, yeah, he was Nothing like, yeah, I basically have a... About. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> 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 he's like, I have, like, a porn site, basically. And you're just like... And she's grossed out, too. But then she right. decides to have a kid with him, which is crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. I think there's a bit of it where she is, you know, so out of her depth and um, like, like she's on the phone with him and he's like, I'll be here for you in whatever capacity like you yeah. need me to be. I obviously have no fucking clue what to do. Yeah. But like, just tell me and I'll do stuff. And she's like, I really, you know, she breaks down crying. She's like, I really appreciate that. And, yep. you, and you just get that, that feeling that like, Maybe there wasn't anyone else in her life that just said, we can do this, you know? And um, that's what she sees in him. I but, guess, because even in the beginning, he freaks out, though, when she first tells him. She's like, oh, yeah. he's like, you told me not to, you told me to just stick it in. And I was exactly. like, oh, my God, he's so dumb. That yeah, he straight up yells at which, her. That, that's a really interesting bit, too, because um, it's the, I think they, they actually handle that somewhat well. It's the question of consent here, right? Like, mm-hmm. because having sex without a condom when you have agreed to have a condom yeah. is rape. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, like yeah. straight up yeah. Um, that. Yeah. Uh, but they, they let him off the hook and her off the hook because they're both inebriated and they have this weird communication. I'm not, it's not great. And, and yeah. I would not read it in that situation as I can take this fucking condom off. Yeah. But they, they at least like set it up they in a tried. way that you can be like, there's not too much baggage around that, right? Like they want to excuse it so that you can get to the the other part of the film, which is probably more important. Yeah, yeah. I think they did just enough for me to to just, hand wave to it. be like fine, right. but not happy about saying yes, fine. Yeah, exactly. I was like, because exactly. when I watched the the scene where like he takes it off and throws it, it's like. Oh, he's a big dick for it feels doing like it right? does not. Yeah. yeah, it feels like it feels like he's just like yeah, fuck it. Like yeah. it doesn't even seem like he's responding to her in the moment mm-hmm. of her being like just do it. Him being like oh yeah, sure yeah yeah because that's not what I understand. That's I'm, how yeah, I saw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, because when she's like just do it already, that to me says hurry up. Exactly, right? they're they're mm-hmm. on the same thread of what they yeah. were talking about. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, in 08 or 07, it's probably. This was definitely enough to not, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, easily, easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, pretty early we find out Catherine Heigl's character uh, is working at E! Uh, News. Mm-hmm. There's a bit with Ryan Seacrest. 
where he like breaks down, which I think is like I because I had seen this uh, in oh seven oh, yeah. or on Netflix, and I I feel like I liked it better then because he was all over the place, and this was actually mm-hmm. just funny to see him not be composed and put together. Mm-hmm. But you see it now, and you're like, oh my god, like it feels like a lot of red flags of just like an actor melting down on set. You're like. Yeesh. Yeah, and then he says something about, like, Jessica Alba's nose job. He's like, don't bring up her nose job. And then she shows up in the movie later, and I'm like, I don't think Jessica Alba's had a nose no, job. No, I wonder how all, she mm. felt about that joke. Yeah, and and also, yeah. like, part of that whole dialogue is, like, it, 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 that's that's why it kind of felt uncomfortable to me. It's like, oh, she doesn't want to talk about her boobs. She doesn't want to talk about her nose. Yeah. Like, what the fuck does she want to talk about? Iraq? And, they're and like, they're very much being, like, yeah, yeah. If you're a woman and you don't want to talk about like these, what 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 society says is fucking important. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, didn't really do anything for the story too, right? Exactly. Like, it doesn't come exactly. back at any point. And that, that's what I. That's like a moment that feels yeah. more hateful. Mm-hmm. In, in yeah, like, like at, on on the edge. Then yeah, really definitely. It doesn't feel like they're punching up, right? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a dig at. Female celebrities, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, then you get the executives pulling in, Kristen Wiig uh, and uh, Alan Tudyk um, oh. pulling in. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Both Devin and I were just like blown away by Kristen Wiig's performance. She was so good. Was so good. There's, yeah. Because yeah. that wasn't that, the whole time I was thinking, eh, this movie's not really that funny. The jokes aren't really that good. And then Kristen She's Wiig. Sliding it under. It's just her performance. Oh, She's through. insane. Yeah. Just no. the subtleties yeah. of it. I don't know how you do that. It, it, <laughs> like, it, it's the type of thing like you've seen other people do that, yeah. and it's not funny yeah. in, in mm-hmm. the least. Um, but she's like, like even at the end, she like she she heightens it where she's like, you know, don't ever do this to us again because yeah, because I'd love to be friends with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like where is this lady's head at? Yeah. Like, <laughs> So funny. Yeah, and there, there's a really great um, cast of supporting players. I mean, I, I think, to me, that's the most impressive thing about all these Apatel um, produced and directed joints is, like, he genuinely gets all the talent to come in, even for the B, C, and D roles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, which, like, I feel like there's a lot of celebrity casting nowadays, but it doesn't feel like any movie has a comedy roster that's this extensive. But mm-hmm. even... Uh, even the the people he gets before they're anybody right. too. Like right. Ken Jeong had not yeah. done The Hangover yet, but he played the doctor that delivers the baby. Right. Uh, and I think there were a few others too where it was like, where it was like, oh yeah, they hadn't done the thing that got them their fame yet, mm-hmm. but they but were in yeah, the movie. I mean, Alan Tudyk's a great example because, like, oh yeah, I mean, he's in stuff like Dodgeball. He plays a pirate in that, and he's mm-hmm. uh, you know voiced a lot of stuff in Disney um, animated movies. But he's not a guy who's broken through in, in a in a major way, right? That's true. Um, yeah, and you know maybe like yeah, for every Alan Tudyk, you have a Kristen Wiig who does blow through too. So right. then, in retrospect, you're like, how the fuck did he get this guy, this girl in the scene? But yeah, yeah. He does a good job um, with with looking at talent. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's that's something I've always like. So with with Apatel, he's a he he comes from uh, the Gary Shandling school. Um, mm-hmm. Gary Shandling uh, hired Jed Apatel when he was a uh, essentially a high schooler. Jed Apatel, uh, his it, it, for a school newspaper, he used to interview celebrities, um, and like it was the type of era where like he would just 
call up stand-up comedians on landlines and they would just talk to him like because wow. it was just one of those mm. if you could figure out how to get to these people like they weren't being overly bombarded with stuff mm-hmm. um and he would go to clubs and talk to people and there, you know he has a story with uh um he takes a, a a page of comedy jokes to to george carlin and carlin basically just reads through them and and crosses off some stuff and hands hands him back and is like, yeah, come back the next day. I'll, I'll give you some more notes, basically. And he starts writing jokes for different comedians, um, but eventually gets hooked up with Shandling, and uh, that's it's where he directs his first, uh, like, anything. He, he directs an episode of the Larry Sanders show wow. that he's working on. But he had wrote on that show for a couple of years, too. So, um, and, and Shandling was always really great about getting new comedians and new talent onto his projects. And I think that's like a big part of his just philosophy was like mentoring in general. Um, and, and I like to think that's what, you know, Aptow's done too. Cause like with, with Seth Rogen, at least like Seth Rogen has his own production company now. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. like, you don't see him getting to that point without, you know, Apatow putting up the money for pineapple express and, and, and getting the connections up for like all these, these hits, you know? Yeah. Um, but then it, the other half of it's just like, I, <laughs> like the, the philosophies that he is teaching and in, in comedy have like somewhat gone out of style now. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of it is not based on, uh, physical comedy or any spectacle. A lot of it is like dialogue heavy, um, scenario heavy stuff, which is a lot cheaper to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why it's kind of taken over the comedy realm. But I also think it's a big reason why we don't have comedies in movie theaters anymore mm, where yeah. everybody goes and packs in the house to, to laugh together just cause it plays better on a screen. I mean, there's no, there's no mm. visual spectacle. There's no reason to attend right. in a, in a theater. Um, you, you could watch this while scrolling on your phone and not miss anything. Truly. I, and, and that, that is like one of the other shortcomings of Avatar is just like, mm. it's just not visually that interesting. I, yeah. it's funny. I actually wrote down, for the final shot of this movie. Uh, wow, that's a good shot. <laughs> I, I was surprised. Like, like, oh, he knows how to do that. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh yeah, that's the first time I wrote that like down. That's funny. Um, yeah. But that's what you sacrifice when you just set up the camera and let people improvise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Big tangent aside, um, we get Allison and Debbie uh, going out to the club. Um, pretty early, um, they 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 get cut they they cut through the line right away where the boys are in the front. Um, everybody gets pretty drunk here. This is where the the meetup happens. We kind of we, we 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 briefly touch this stuff, but um, they yeah Ben Ben and Allison get get plastered uh, and hook up. Um, <laughs> there's a part where uh, Jason Seagal is looking at um, at. Uh, uh, oh, I can't fucking think of her name. Sorry, Leslie Mann. Yeah, uh, yeah, at her. Leslie Mann's uh, phone, and she's got like a razor, and he's like, "Oh, that's a cool phone." <laughs> like, oh, no which, way. Just like a great, like, yeah, oh, throwaway. That's good. Um, yeah, I used to have a razor. Got stolen. Yeah, I did write. I don't. Oh. I IDK how I feel about how Judd Apatow writes about women. Uh, just yeah. like when they are like sitting in here talking in, in the club about like. It's not bad, but it's like, oh, do guys find I'm pretty? And like, it, yeah. they're things, they're thoughts people have when they yeah. get old. Yeah. And I'm sure he's had that literal conversation with his wife, who is the actor standing there saying the lines. Right. But 
it, it feels kind of like the, you're just like, they, they might be talking about something else here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Didn't you, she had just, hadn't she just gotten a promotion then or? Right. That they were, that's they what they're out. They're celebrating, celebrating. the promotion. Yeah. yeah. You can tell he just doesn't have much or know how to say much from the female perspective. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's why like what uh train wreck, which is probably like his only real female lead mm -hmm. i mean that's co-written by by schumer and that's yeah. probably very intentional yeah um i mean bridesmaids he he produced but that's again that's not, yeah yeah like like i i could never see him churning out bridesmaids as as a script definitely not no um yeah so they they have sex to rock lobster uh <laughs> which is a it's 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 all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> what song was that Rock Lobster. Do, 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 I don't do, remember do, do. it, but uh, I can tell from that that oh it wasn't a great choice. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's <laughs> I think it wasn't supposed to be bad on purpose, like to show that oh, the sex not isn't that yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's some <laughs> there's some interesting lines too while they're having sex, like uh, and pulling away from it. Mm, um, mm -hmm. Like Rogan's like, oh. I, just doubled my time yeah and you're just kind of like yeah, oh, it's yeah. just it didn't and his land delivery of that was really weird too i remember pointing that out he was like oh wow i just doubled my time like right. the way he said that yeah but it was very like a like a really bad read it felt like almost <laughs> as if it had been like dubbed over it probably yeah. had been ADR. Yeah, yeah 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 i mean even even then it's just like like were they watching the sex scene and they're like this needs to be funnier or something <laughs> yeah. like and they, yeah I mean, maybe, but I feel like if, I feel like you could make it shorter rather than make it funnier yeah. in that situation. I, I fully agree. Uh, yeah, they, they're, they're at the diner and, uh, Rogan comes in and he's like, oh, I just puked and he's, it, it's, it's on that whole chain of thought. Just like, oh, I feel better when you puke, you know? And like, oh, do you like weed? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. they, yeah. Going down that whole line of establishing exactly who he is and why these two are, are diametrically opposed. Right. right. I mean, it's it, what's interesting in this dialogue is that they, they do set up that they both hate what each other does um, in a very, like she hates the uh, fetish fetishization of women as only f physical objects. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause of course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hates the, you know, the drama that, that gets created about like celebrity stars and the gossip and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, which like that, that was a thing I didn't see necessarily when it, they're both in their jobs, but they, they, they say it outright, which is, yeah. It's nice that you get that. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like, like that's what the movie Don John is about. If you've seen Don John, oh, really? like Joseph, it's Joseph Gordon Levitt's one directorial uh, wow. movie. And he, he wrote it too, but he plays like, a New Jersey meathead and he's like addicted to porn and Scarlett Johansson is his like, you know, a crazy girl who loves rom-coms and he's like, I hate these rom-coms. And she's like, I hate that you love porn. <laughs> like, it's, it's such an interesting what a movie. Thing, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's like, that feels like where these, uh, where the discussion is like with these mm. gender optics, right? Like, um, we both have our fantasies. We both have our vices. Like, yeah, I just feel like that's also another thing that kind of irked me a little because it's like, no, what he's doing is actually like gross. Yeah. And what she's doing is 
you know, for the most part, she's like made a career for herself and like, it's not really harming society that much. Right. And and you find out that his whole business concept has already been done too. So it's like, you know, it's not even like he's innovating on schlock. (laughs) When he started shitting on her job, that made me so angry again too. Cause I was like, Oh my God, what does she like? How are these two going to end up together? Like what, how can we redeem him as a person Mm -hmm. after he just like starts endlessly like shitting on something yeah passionate about and doing yeah yeah i mean and and it's interesting like we get a lot of time jumps in here that are like really subtle like they're the the first one's here where she's she she mentions Mm. oh i'm gonna go interview so and so Mm -hmm. and then the next scene is her interviewing someone but it's not that person it's it's james franco right right um and you're like oh was that like a mistake and then yeah you they they reveal through context clues okay it's been a month they they haven't really talked Mm -hmm. um and, and this is where she finds out she's pregnant, right? Yeah. So she's in the editing room. Bill Hader is the editor. Great. I, another one of those, like, it's not that he wasn't big in, in mm. 07 or known for his SNL stuff, but right. it's just like he was not on the same caliber as today. Like, like, you cannot lock him down for, like, a, a bit role like this. No, no, <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Um, he is, he's so fucking funny. He, he's great. He has a line, like... Um, like, like, so she pukes because, uh, yeah, she's pregnant. And then um, he's like, are you feeling okay? And then he, he asks her, like, are you, like, pregnant? And then she's like, I don't know. And then, like, he, like, he pulls up the phone. You don't even see him. This is all background audio. Yeah. Incredible. And, yeah. And, and, and like, his delivery is so fucking funny. You can tell he riffed this whole thing. There's mm. no way it was in the script. Um, he goes, BK. Hey. Yeah. He's like, Allison just pulled up. She just puked. That's what I said. How does she look right now? Like she just found out she's pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) So well done. Just saying exactly what's going on. Yeah. Um, One of the few like pieces of dialogue that really works in the SI. Mm -hmm. And that works also because of its visual component as well. Right. Because you're just staring at her. You're staring at her and you're hearing him off screen. Mm -hmm. And. Great, that might be why point. it actually works so <laughs> yeah, well. It's <laughs> because he's using some good visual framing. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that could have been an ADR bit too. Mm, I mean, for all we know. Very possible. Um, yeah. Yeah, very. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we we uh, we get Allison calling Ben. We, we kind of talked about this scene already. Um, oh, yeah. Delivering the news, but it's just not... Um, I mean, it, there, there's one line where, where Rogan's in there and he says, it, she says, I'm pregnant. And he says, fuck off. <laughs> like, right yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Which actually, like, I kind of like as this gut reaction. That's, yeah, that's um, great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it took too long to get to that point. Yes. Way too, like, you're sold, this movie is sold to you as this girl gets knocked up by this guy and she keeps the baby. Let's see that. Right. Like you, it could have been half the time it took. And it's not like there's anything here that like, you're like, oh, this is why um, she decided to have the baby or keep the baby. Like a lot of it is like, you know, we're still like, I'm not really sold on the guy. I'm not really sold on uh, on these other parts. I was going to ask about that, especially after talking about Juno. Was there a moment where she decided to not have an abortion or realized it was too late or well they they very quickly like we're at the point where um 
you know, they, they, they talk like, yeah, they, they talk over kind of like what happened here? How did this happen? Once they've accepted that she goes to the doctors. Right. Right. Um, and it seems like in the doctor sequences and then also when she talks to her mom, like those are the two sequences where she is really yeah. dealing with it. Um, it's interesting cause they, they, they show Rogan talking to his dad and, and her talking to her mom mm -hmm. and um, and they're both kind of imposing. Uh, I, I don't know if I would say the opposite of what you think they would be saying, but it's it, yeah. it, it's just not it's not exactly where where it, yeah. you think it'd be. Um, yeah, the, the mom, the mom's like kind of like you definitely need to have an abortion. But like the way she talks about like her life in general makes it seem like this relationship is one where like you do the opposite of what your mom says yeah. um, mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, I don't like her advice. So it, right. it, whereas Rogan's like actually listening to his dad and his dad's like, Oh, you can't really plan for these things and just like go with the flow, you know, yeah. accept life. Speaking of Rogan's dad, what was he doing in America? Cause isn't Rogan supposed to be from Canada legally plot hole. Yeah. Explain yeah. that unless he went to Canada and we well, just, he, uh, so, so we should mention he's played by Harold Ramis. Mm. Um, Incredible actor from mm -hmm. Ghostbusters, um, but uh, his daughter's in that movie. Oh, that's yes, okay. Yes. There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Hill Ramis was in Lockhart too. So it's, oh, was he? Yeah, plays a rabbi. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure his his name is Laheim. That that sounds like or 2007. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it's uh, it it's it plays pretty well in Dewey Cox. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a movie where you can get away with yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it he's he's been married three times, so maybe he's uh he's remarried into a, an American family or something. But. Maybe that's why Seth Rogen's here. But he, okay. I, no. It is a good question. I, yeah. I didn't think about that because that, that's the, yeah. I, I also thought about the Canadian thing when he got <laughs> that job so damn quick. Yeah, I was like, hey, wait a <laughs> minute. Like, even, if you, even if you can legally work in the States, right. bro, like, come on. Especially with his experience. He has no experience. It's not like he's a tech guy or anything, I guess. No? I guess he kind of is with that web, the porn I get, Maybe yeah, he was coding he, for it. He I don't know. One of them had to have been coding, yeah. right? So I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> These are things that Jet Avatar doesn't think about. Exactly, man. Like, you're, where's the internal logic, yeah. man? You're putting yeah. all these Canadians in a movie. You're not <laughs> thinking about. How, how did not one of them be like, yo, Judd, yeah. I got to level with you this here. This doesn't make sense. Like, just you give me a little bit also, here. Not enough Second City TV in here. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, where's, where's the Canadian representation? Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, what, Jay Baruchel, he's he's, uh, he's, he's Canadian, Canadian too. Is is. Martin's also Canadian. Martin's right? Star. I think so. That's very possible. Or does he play a Canadian in Silicon Valley? Ooh. He might. He might. I wouldn't be surprised he, if his character is legally working in the country. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has to go get a visa, and then he gets it super easily. And then Camille's character is like, man, it took me forever oh. because he's brown. Oh, that's right. That's funny. That's, right. yeah, that's, that's, that's like season that. one. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Did you watch Silicon Valley? I watched the first season. I think. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Sure. No, I just know that. <laughs> yeah, I was like. I do think um, Silicon Valley and Party Down are probably like the best things Martin Starr has done. Um Post Freaks and Geeks. I was gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, so he might be a Canadian because he played a Canadian in that. Sounds right. But I don't know. I'm guessing. The question that is: one. Is Jason uh, 
Well, not Snakeus. <laughs> Seagal. Seagal. Jason Seagal. Is Jason Seagal Canadian? Harold Ramis is a Canadian. Yes, he is. That's true. And his daughter is a Canadian, um, obviously. But she has that show Working Moms on CBC, and now it's doing really well. It's in, it's on Netflix here now. I can't believe this is a sneaker Canadian hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's my issue that I had with, that's my big issue with this movie. Yeah, <laughs> what is his dad doing it. there? Jason Seagal is not Canadian. Martin Starr, jury's still out. Okay. No, he was born in Santa Monica. Oh. So. Huh. There we go. There you go. Um, yeah, so Allison goes over to Ben's place uh, for the first time, kind of meets all the roommates. Um, there's like a just a good bit where he's like, just sit in this chair while I go change my mm. shirt. And then it's like every roommate comes through and does like the most like embarrassing or ridiculous thing. Right? That was, like, I, I think Judd is really good at that in this movie. Maybe because he's just had so much training from like all these comedians. Right. Just the, okay, you've got all these characters. Each of them gets one joke. Yes. And that's your thing. Like yeah. even when they're running out of the house, when there's the earthquake. Right. They each get one joke that is and, and the epitome of the character. And that is visually set up. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like it's a pan of like, okay, Jason's covering his dick and like yeah. Martin's covering like a girl's boobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, they, they move down the line. Yeah. Or Jonah, but yeah. Um, that's interesting. I, of course, clocked that that Martin was covering. Jonah. Jonah's or jo or Jonah yeah. is covering the boobs and then gets mad when Martin goes for the handshake. Yeah. Uh, I just realizing now how contradictory and hypocritical that is to the website that he's helping them build. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it's, that's the epitome, epitome of this type of man. Right. right exactly. Yeah, this is my object. This yeah, is my, yeah. 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 Ugh. Yeah. Yep. Well done. Well done. Well done, Judd. That, that one. Okay, <laughs> yeah. man. Deeper than I thought. Yeah. But explain Seth Rogen's dad. Yeah. Because it's really throwing your whole movie off. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, fucked man. up. <laughs> Can't get past that. Uh, yeah, we get the we, we get a, um, some stuff with uh, Pete and the Leslie, Leslie Mann's character. They're they're talking about like should we have sex tonight, right? Which is just kind of contradicting like. We're, mm. you know, they're they're at in their relationship. Just how, like, we're gonna fuck tonight, or right. what? What's the sitch on that? Which, like. which I think is like something really smart about this script is that he's, you know, if he's talking about, you know, it, like like Juno is from the perspective of a, a someone that is so young they can't even understand what it's gonna be, right? right? But but these are two people that are theoretically about to cross the threshold. And may really transform their lives, and so they're they're really looking forward to like the other people, like the the other examples of like what will or could we be, um, which I think influences some of the 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 back and forth uh, between uh, Ben and Allison pretty well, um, just where it's like. Allison's like, oh Ben, I see you're like you're like Pete. Like I don't want you because you're gonna you're gonna be a shitty guy like he is. Um, Mm -hmm. that, that's where some of the gender play works for me that it's like, it's the idea that like the worry is like, Oh, you might be this intrinsic thing. That's like unknowable or uncontrollable. Yeah. But and like, vice versa. It works too. Right. With the sister, but and like the we're family. recognizing there's more to us than just that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and trying to, you know, use that trust to build. Yeah. It's, 
it's it's tough to grapple with really like it because I, I do think it, it teeter totters where it works at some places and just doesn't and yeah others. Uh, all in all i think i think he does a pretty good job i agree with, i think this is above the board for most of it yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah like for something that's aged you know like 15 mm-hmm. years um like it, it it hasn't aged as bad as some of the 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 early 2000 movies like especially right with yeah just homophobia and like so many other normalized you know beats yeah um but yeah ben spends the night over um and they they have breakfast with the family um another great bit with the apatow kids of like how do you think a baby is made? <laughs> like, Leslie yeah. asked the question. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the daughter just gives, like, the most ridiculous, like, like monologue about a stork. Which that is another case of Judd Apatow just rolling the camera yeah. and letting... His daughter letting say it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, e- that's, and if, that's what he got. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and it, it worked exactly. It's, yeah, it, it's 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 good to show like the times it works and the times it doesn't, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, it is just a degree off. Um, I mean, yeah, there there's the great like even Ben and Pete are watching the kids and and they're just talking about bubbles. They're just like, what? They're, yeah. they're like they're like these kids love bubbles. And Pete's like, man, I wish anything made me as happy as bubbles. And that that's where like it's probably the first time that Ben is starting to see the perspective of like oh this this could be cool being a dad, mm-hmm. um, yeah we get through all the doctors the, the mil- meeting a million doctors um, Ken Jong uh, who ends up delivering the baby later yeah. on yeah uh, who was a real doctor um, yeah. before he became an actor I was wondering too I was like I wonder if that played into him getting this role at all if he if he was right. If he was as early in his career as I think he was, yeah, I, I could see that at least like being on the resume and being like, oh yeah, let's, right. you know. Yeah, I don't know what his like first like credited stuff is too. Cause you know, even if like he played a more serious doctor somewhere else and then, you know, right. you got to play the comedic version here. Right, right, right. Um, you would think that connection is what got, yeah. got him in. He was really good actor mm-hmm. oh, in the movie. He's great. Like, Dude, Not the, just comedically, yeah. dramatically. He was yeah. incredible. Well, in, the, in the labor scene where he mm-hmm. um, like is, he's angry at first because he's been pulled off. You yes. know, like he's on, yeah. he's not, he wasn't even on call. So right? like, funny. But then like the, the way they actually like negotiate the, the terms and the situation, like it, mm-hmm. it, it shows a lot of maturity from Ben's character, of course, but yeah, but he plays it believable. I mean, really he's well. pissed. He's not, he's like, you know, and yeah just pulling the card of like, do you want me to deliver your baby or not? Right. right. Like yeah. He's playing it like such a dick, but like, yeah, he's probably dealt with this 200 times too. You know, right. like right. this is his day to day job. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also have uh, BJ Novak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coming in, uh, you know, just another good one. Mm-hmm. Um, he, his bits pretty good. Cause uh, he's just like asking about, you know, what's the situation with you two? He's like, yeah, he's he starts, like hitting, hitting on, on Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, yeah, we get, we get Mo Collins for the, the third bit, um, from Mad TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and isn't she on, um, uh, she's in Don't Think Twice also. She's one of the oh, improvisers is she? in that. She very well might be. I yeah. don't remember. Re- really, she's really good in this. Just very few, um, like, like film credits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 I enjoyed her bit too. Um, yeah. And then, uh, I, we get to, uh, 
we got Tammy Sager, um, and she's playing this yes. this costume wardrobe uh, designer. Actually, no, Tammy. I'm sorry, I got I got Mo Collins and Tammy Sager mixed up. Tammy, mm. Tammy Sager is the yes, one she is in Don't Think Twice. Yeah. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, and, and sh- that that's a really nice scene. Um, it's basically she's doing the measurements mm-hmm. uh, for Allison and like fitting her her wardrobe, and she's like. She just knows. Uh, she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, how far along are you? And yeah. It's the first time Allison's able to confide in anybody, and and they play it so warmly. And like, okay, we're gonna hide this. We're gonna do this well for you, and you know, we'll show off your boobs, like whatever. Yeah. And, and that that is the thing I like about uh, at least Allison's side of the story is like, you have the anxiety of like, oh, people are gonna treat me bad because I'm pregnant, and then like, it, it just doesn't come to fruition like that's all it is is the anxiety everyone is mostly supportive of her Mm -hmm. um just nice to see like i don't know nice things can happen in movies like yeah 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 yeah. um there is uh we kind of get into the fight with uh debbie and pete um basically before they like have their big breakup and and ben and allison have their big breakup too um, but there's a really interesting line where, uh, Leslie Mann and, and, and yeah, uh, Paul Rudd are like, you know, they're going back and forth and saying, ah, oh, I wish you didn't do this, this and this. And, uh, and Pete says, uh, something about like, like, I, I wish you weren't going off on this like anti-vaccination. Oh yeah. Stuff. He does it, drop that. Like, yeah. That's just slipped it's in just there slipped too, in. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's put around some of the other, like. Uh, they're 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 worried about child molesters in their neighborhood, mm-hmm. and so it's like it, it's another very interesting one because that's just not where the talking point would be in '07. Um, right. We're still talking about a lot of these things, but it's almost like the paranoia paranoia from this time has now evolved into these conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. uh, which is just insane to see. <laughs> like, just, yeah. just, just yeah. what's going on? Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're at dinner, and the the boys are kind of acting um, too mm. boisterous. Yeah, uh, getting it, along too well. Exactly. They, they do have a funny bit about peeing on De Niro's shoes, and oh, <laughs> the, Paul Rudd's De Niro. Paul Rudd's De Niro, Great. is killer. Um, and that again, probably improv, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is where like just kind of a lot of the the guys. Uh, bad feelings and, and, and worries come out and the, the girls are just kind of like, huh? And uh, it, it just plants the seed for uh, the breakup, uh, which is about to happen. Um, they go home, Ben and Allison have sex. He's worried about, he's worried about hurting the baby during the sex. Yeah. Yeah, which it's a th- fun sequence. It, it, it's a fun sequence. It, it's, it's one of the things I remember from mm. when I saw it the, the first time was mm-hmm. like, and being like, I'm afraid, like, the first thing he's going to see is, like, my yeah. dick. And it's just like, and she's like, you're not even close. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a fun little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and and then, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing it. And he's, like, holding her stomach. And, and he's like, the baby kicked my hand. <laughs> and he's like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's an earthquake that, that stops, uh, you know, interrupts everything, too. Um, which, which we had gone through. Um, and they're, they're just picking through the rubble kind of, and she's mm-hmm. really assessing like, who is this guy? Right. Like yeah. hundred dollars in his bank account. And, oh, the baby books I bought him are still in the bag that, that I bought, bought them, them in. in and they're under a sink or whatever. And yeah. it, it, that, that is actually a really great subtle moment because mm-hmm. when they buy the books, he's like, oh, I'll put these by my, 
I, I will put these by my toilet and I will have read them in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. to see them not next to the toilet, like you just immediately didn't understand even try. that. Yeah, exactly. At that point, I was frustrated with Catherine Heigl's character, though, because I was like, how did you not know right. that this was this guy? Like, yeah, that he's was been clear from the beginning. She came around the first time way too easily. Yeah. Like the. the it should have taken her way longer to kiss him again. Yeah. I feel I like think so too. it was very much, it was very much like pushing the narrative. Like yeah. we have to, in order for this story to work in the amount of time we have, she has to come around to him right. so that she can get well, mad at him. <laughs> and I will say there is something interesting about their breakup and how they come back together because they do break up on the terms you would, you know, that, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and they don't get back together until she's in labor. I mean, she does not call him right in that entire time. Right. Which is probably how it should go. Mm -hmm. Um, like they, they are over and then it's like something in the, in the moment, you know, is like what bring, you know, causes her to reach out again. Being forced to almost. And he's grown on his own terms, you know, without Mm -hmm. needing the, the push, the way that like Leslie Mann's character sets it up, like where with Pete, where she's like, you just gotta tell them, you know, they're they're shitty and and they'll change eventually or they'll hide the behavior for you yeah. from yeah, you, yeah. like whatever the fuck it is. And you're like, okay, that's obviously not the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see, like, okay, these guys are they they could be on a better path at least, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean, and yeah, the 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 breakups do happen about here. We get the whole cheating sequence with pete where they they think he's cheating but he's Mm. really just that was fun fantasy baseball it's pretty good pretty good subversion because it's still a betrayal of trust um but it's not something you can't go back from Mm -hmm. um which i think is smart yeah yeah and i i think i I thought it was fun to have seth rogan's character also be like if you saw that in a tv show or a movie you'd think that was funny right (laughs) exactly that yeah the good meta I thought it was interesting that Seth Rogen's character kept being like, oh, let's not, like, even if you, what, did he say something, like, even if he is cheating, like, we shouldn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? he's, he's excusing the behavior the whole time. Right. And, yeah. and uh, there's also, like, the guys say, don't let your vagina hit you on the way out. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. The, or hit the door, whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dumb line on purpose. And when I heard it, I rolled my eyes. Same. And then in the next scene, Rogan is like, ha. Huh, that and he, fu- and line he, was funny. He repeats the line and says it's funny, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I was like, mm. it, it, "It wasn't that." Yeah, great. That that wasn't the point. Was the joke? It was. It, it was it, so we could. He get thought it. it was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like there, there's some moments like that where you just need to be let off the hook <laughs> to, to know, like, does the filmmaker know what's going on here? Right. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, there. I mean, there's great stuff too. Like in that in that monologue where where Pete and Debbie are going at it, and he's like, I don't know. Sometimes I just want to go see Spider Man in the movie theaters by myself. Just need some time. She's like, I like Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Just like it's just it's simple stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was actually a really good scene because I think, yeah, once again, a lot of times women take on like the motherly role, and men can take a break. You know, he needs to go right. see a movie by himself. But what about her? Why doesn't she get to? And I feel like yeah. that's actually not shown. I've never seen that like talked about in a movie before. Mm. I feel like I've definitely heard friends say that or family members say mm-hmm. that, but I've never seen that depicted on TV or yeah. in a it, movie. In a really well done way too, mm-hmm. where it's like you you kind of side with her. Yeah, and he's not cheating, but he's doing something pretty hurt like really hurtful. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, like like I mean, he's lying at the end. Yeah, of the, the yeah. betrayal of trust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it makes sense why, like you know, the way that um, that 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 Ben and Allison see Pete and and uh, Deborah is like it, it's just what causes them to. Mm-hmm. To, to break up, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, yeah. Uh, which is kind of brilliant, like, to tie it to this other thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, like, like it, because you do get, like, at least one or two fun scenes of, like, okay, now the girls get to be together and be like, fuck the boys, and the boys are like, fuck the girls, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether or how well they do that, you know, is its own thing, but um, it, it felt like it could, could do good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they break up in the clinic, Um uh, and there, there's a funny line where the the tech is just like, "Oh, don't worry, that happens oh, here all the time." <laughs> I wonder, I wonder how true that is, right? Too. Like, I genuinely was wondering, yeah. like, I won. Yeah, does that come from a place of truth, or is that just a funny line because it's a comedy? Or right. the tech just trying to be nice? To yeah, be yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, another great line. Uh, marriage is like an unfunny episode of Everyone Loves Raymond. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, but that I mean. was great. Uh, I really liked that he makes the case for frivolous comedies, mm. especially coming from Judd Apatow, who's always who's like about like let's make comedy real, right? And then you have like you hear this perspective that he wrote on why like stupid sitcoms like everybody loves Raymond or big bang theory are necessary and helpful. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's refreshing to, to hear. No, it's really, I mean like it's, he's, he, he's not punching down on that. Right. Mm-mm. Like, yeah. And he's lifting it up if anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the boys have all gotten pink eye through a series of pranks. Why not? Pretty good bit. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was great. I haven't, like, laughed at anything those boys did, but I was like, okay, that was was a good... And and Martin Starr just shows up super high. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. That was was a great button. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The the boys go to Vegas and take a lot of shrooms, Mm -hmm. um, which... It's, they, they go to a Circus Soleil show, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah, just feels like a quintessential thing uh, to do in thing. Vegas while you're while you're tripping. tripping? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's actually funny because they the show they're they're seeing is like one of those it's one of those shows that people make fun of Circus Soleil a lot for because it's mm-hmm. got that it's it has a giant baby throughout it. Yeah, um, yeah. and the baby's just like doing comedy bits <laughs> and like by the by like halfway into that show everyone's like fuck this baby. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, it, it actually has some thematic weight here, like that a giant crazy baby is coming after Rogan and he, he runs out, you know, yeah. of the place because he's freaking out. Um, there, there was stri- some strippers. Stormy Daniels is in that shot. Oh. Um, just thought that's worth pointing out. Huh. Um, and uh, yeah, the girls flip back to the girls' perspective. They're they're going to the club again. Yeah. And Craig Robinson is the bouncer. Love Another that. great get. Um, yeah. And at first, I'm like, it, it, it it's really funny because he doesn't let him in, right? Mm-hmm. And um and and they're like doing this whole takedown of like oh, fuck you bouncers and like the way you see the world and yada, yada, yada. And you're like, yeah. And then, and then he like pulls him to the side and he's like, listen, man, I know it's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then he's also like, 
And then he hits him back. He's like, he's like, also, you're old as fuck and you're pregnant. As yeah. fuck. Like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. Like, get the fuck out. I love that line. Can't have a bunch of old and pregnant bitches. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that too. Cause he, when, when he pulled her aside, I thought he was going to be like, listen, it's not you. It's your friend who's right. pregnant. Right. Chill out. But instead he was like. He's like, I love a MILF, but yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. this is not going to... But gonna, also, yeah. like, I get where you're coming from. I like that a lot, yeah. And, and like, at first, when it's going on, I was like, they could have got someone else for this, because they're talking about, like, she's like, you're just a roided out freak. Like, she's, yeah. she's saying all that stuff to him. And it's like, it, it, it that's not the case. It's just like, it, 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 I'm, once you see Craig do that beautiful bit, you're just like, this is why. That's why it's him. Yeah. And yeah. also when he was like, oh yeah, they only let me... Uh, let five percent of African Americans. Yes, in. yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so funny. He's like, he's like, I can only have one in a in a quarter. Yeah, if there's twenty five <laughs> people in line, I can only let in one and a quarter black people. I better hope there's a midget in the crowd. That would be great. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. Um, basically, this is like the part where the 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 boys are in the hotel room then. Um, and Paul Rudd is like, there's five types of chairs in this hotel room. <laughs> It's just fucking funny. Yeah. You, you have to imagine that's literally something that happened at Judd. You know, like you say, staying in a suite. And yeah. Someone had that joke. Come yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that whole scene. Very like, I really like that whole scene from a perspective of tripping. Yes. It felt very, very accurate to the sort of like conversations you would have and yeah and, and the Pete's way just you're eating his hand in yeah. the back like like he's on his own like weird ass yeah. thing yeah yeah the way you you manage to have a conversation together while both completely talking about something totally different right right and you can tell like Rogan is saying these words and and realizing the things for himself and then they're also hitting Pete right 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 and, and he's going fuck I do got to change too yeah. Yeah, I mean, and exactly, it's the perfect barrier breaking thing mm-hmm. to do. It's it's a, it's actually like a decent explanation for why the boys got their shit together and rethought their lives. Yeah, as far as like any of these beats go in like a, a story, you know. And I like it too because it does come from the the it. I like it because it comes from a place of the boy shittiness. Of like, let's just go to Vegas and do shrooms. But it's like that immaturity that somehow at the right time and the right place was able to help them grow past that immaturity. Mm. I thought that was a really interesting decision to make. Right. Well, and I think it's 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 probably like it's it's one of those two, like how far does the immaturity take you, right? Like because mm-hmm. you, you see that path out right and then you you hit a point of either rock bottom or or, or whatever right. it is for for change to happen yeah which is uh right i mean yeah something in the the formula has got to change right yeah mm-hmm. yeah um uh yeah and then uh we we very quickly the boys are, are you know they've decided to go back right and so there's the there's a birthday party for one of pete's kids and ben shows up at it um he's trying to win allison back but um they, he, he, it's, it's that classic trope of like, she gets to say out everything that she's feeling, but he doesn't get to say how he feels and express that he's changed. Um, but it, 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 it I think it works pretty well in the moment. Cause it, you know, he, 
uh, you know, Al- Allison is still headstrong on like who Ben is like as a guy at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And this is before Ben really does make any substantial changes. He hasn't got a, an apartment or a job or any of that stuff. Um, he just thinks I can crawl back and it's going to work for me too. Um, and it doesn't, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, but, but when Ben leaves the party, he runs into Pete who is holding the, the birthday cake about to like walk it out and sing. And he just like chews him out for being like, like, like essentially being like, why did you think like, you, you know, my life could be good. You know, like, why did mm. you think these, you know, why did you think this would work out for me? Or like, she would take me back or anything. And he's genuinely like hurt. Like, and not so like, I don't know, man, I, I thought you guys were pretty good together. And yeah. he plays that moment like with so much, uh, like pathos, you're just mm-hmm. you're 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 so in it, and then yeah, uh, Ben walks away, and then Pete <laughs> just starts singing Happy <laughs> Birthday and walks out. Like it is like the bravest thing anyone's ever done. You know, yeah. <laughs> like you're just it, like man. Yeah, I feel like it was a pretty solid depiction too of like when you have kids mm-hmm. that just like you don't get time to process anything. Right. I feel like I've seen with like being around more people like that have like tiny little kids, those ages. It's like, yeah, if, if you're going through something, you're not going to have time to do anything to, about it to without yeah. attending to these things. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, E is doing a maternity month. <laughs> That's like a thing they pull Allison mm. in the office to, to tell her, uh, again, just a good subversion of like any, you know, bad things you expect. Okay, you're, you're you're finally pregnant enough that we can't, you know, address it. Or we can't not address it. Right. So you're fired, right? Or, or whatever. And it's it's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do, right before that, you get Allison interviewing people on the, the red carpet. Yeah. Um, and, like, some of the interactions are, like, working with the baby. And, like, the Steve Carell one is, like, a real... I, I really love that moment. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's more the unglamorous side of it. Like you're really just fighting for people's attention. Yeah. yeah. You know, the words are so quick and, and like, even if like the intention isn't there, you could, you could make Steve Carell look, look like, like an asshole. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. As Bill Hader says. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's lots of people from the office. Yeah. In this movie. Definitely. Um, well, yeah, it, a lot in Walk Hard too, which is the mm. you know the other Apatow like producing mm-hmm. Jenna Fisher's in that and right um, and Kristen Wiig's in that one too. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I I wonder what the, you know, sometimes it's like a casting director who like mm-hmm. just has a certain amount of people on retainer. Yeah, you know, and they they're always pushing that group, but sometimes it's also like what they they had three months off in their shooting schedule. And they're like, okay, like who's available? And yeah. like, you know, these are probably the only size roles they could get and they're in comedies, so they're mm. excited to do it. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. Um Yeah, Ben gets his own apartment. Uh he read the books. Uh mm. Doctor's not available. It kind of all shows up in, in mm. this one moment. Um Pete and uh Leslie Mann's character have left town. Um, so it all falls down on Ben and Allison's in the tub. It's it, it's a. I think they they do this the the delivery stuff pretty well. I think so. Yeah. I, I, for a minute, you actually think they're gonna do a water birth. Yeah. Which I think is like a good fake out. And mm. then Ben's like, okay, I know this is not the right call. Like, right. At, you know, in any capacity. 
um, and, and takes her to the hospital. Um, the the voicemail he leaves uh, the 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 doctor is pretty funny. <laughs> Just yeah, that's like, great. Like yeah, um, yeah. It shows that even though he's changed, he's still the same person. Uh, absolutely, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you are right. Like, uh, then the, the other parts of change are just him dealing with the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Like him, him being like, okay, I need to get Leslie Mann's character out of the room. Like, how do I negotiate yeah, 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 with yeah. her to, yeah. to, to leave? Um, yeah. Paul Rudd's got like a 2007 camcorder. I mean, it's just all, mm-hmm. all right there. Um, yeah. Uh, Jason, uh, Seagal has a line. He says, a. Uh, Gynecology is just a hobby of mine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but he like goes on this whole like, <laughs> like line, <laughs> which is uh, pretty good. Um, yeah, I I meant I meant to double check on the real footage thing because we had met, we had mm. talked about this with the birthing. Yeah, um, it was the reason why that Sandra Bullock dropped out of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, because it, it it looks really realistic. Um, yeah, but that that's a thing you could build. A practical shot up because they really only show it for like a second too. Yeah, um, it'd be a lot of work to do it practically, but it'd be a lot of work to get a real like exactly. woman, like drowning yeah. on film, you know? Yeah, I I I do th- I agree. I think it's a bit too much, right? It's not necessary at all. No. I don't I don't. It didn't add anything for me. I guess it was for me. I'm like the the part that justifies it to me is like okay, here are the realities of birth, right? Which I guess is like important to show. And they talk about like the fact that like you don't know the full impact of birth until like you're in the moment. So yeah. like mm. I guess that could be like uh, that's your big oh shit moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, this is real. <laughs> but I don't think you you have Martin Starr's reaction right. too when right. he or Jay Baruchel, I think. Yes, Jay Baruchel. Uh, you have his reaction when he runs in, which. Uh, kind of also like if you play everything else up like you are right it it negates that the need for you're right like because why can't it just be in the imagination of like he looks up and then like we're we're looking at his face and his yeah. reaction and we see and, how and, disgusting it is right yeah That's kind of how all birth scenes are you know we're all like oh yeah i know this is gross a woman's screaming nobody wants to be in there but this like kind of adds that extra like yeah. this is why it's gross right. or, like, i guess that's true and tough and yeah I, I i do see why it was added but i'm also so grossed out by it but i get it in a way yeah i guess i'm just like why this movie but i guess it's because his thing right? yeah that's what you guys were saying yeah that right. is realism well, and, and, yeah. and also to go with the discussion of why this movie i mean you know my, my hand said it earlier there's things in here that like you just don't see in other films. Yeah. Um, and so like it, you know, there's at least some ambition here and like mm-hmm. he is trying to do something with it. I mean, it's, it's easily, easily the, the visual image that will stick with you the most from this film. Yes, definitely. Right. Um, which is to say a lot for Apatow. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. practice safe yeah. sex is a message. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I re- like, cause that could be you. Yeah. Don't yeah. ask me what the point of this film is. <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot give you a good one. Like Juno. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This double feature very much is practice safe sex. Cause it, cause it's like, even if you catch it and are like, we could do plan B or something or like, even if it happens, it's like, yeah, 
Abortion isn't that easy of an option. No, it's a tough decision to make. A, like, a tough decision is the right way to put it, too. Because yeah. it's like, obviously, the process of it is, is hard. But, like, sexual implications of just visualizing what would my life be like. And now, mm. these, you know, there, there are the, the chemistry, you know, of yourself changing, too. Like, it's, yeah. I'm yeah. sure it's a ton. Your vagina... I mean, not always, but it can rip open and you have to get like yeah. stitches and yeah. stuff. So, oh, for the abortion? No, for, no, no, no. for oh, like for actual. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's why um, some people opt to C sections because they're right. like, if I'm going to have a scar or like something, like, you know, I'd rather it just be separate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, really, my, my last note here is Allison just like reacting to the, uh, to the, the the baby um she she she's like it's beautiful and then um yeah uh, like uh what what uh leslie mann's character is just like we're gonna have another baby <laughs> like yeah. it to be, right like, at yeah that was great yeah well apparently when you give birth like you don't remember the pain after a little while like apparently it just goes away so you forget that i think it's yeah i think yeah. it's like a traumatic situation and that yeah. like you have a lot of blockage going on, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's, there's a line in it where um, she's like, I can't be stressed. We can't be stressed when the baby comes in because then the baby's born into a stressful right. environment. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, it's just, it's very, yeah. I, I, I just can't even imagine all the pressures that, that go on in, yeah. in, in this. And it's, it's like one of the most natural things, right? Like, right. Theoretically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, and yeah, that ending shot I was talking about, it's Ben and Allison driving away in their car and it's an overhead shot. They, they shot, they shoot it on the, uh, the, the, mm. the, the California highway, I think is what it's called. That's right. the, the, it's, it's on the Pacific coast highway, but it's, it's the little section of Santa Monica where, where it drops down onto the PCH, oh. which is just like, it's what I think about when I yeah. think of LA all the time. It's mm-hmm. one of those, those, you know, those six blocks have been photographed yeah. so much. Um, and, and yeah, they just pan over to the, to the sunset. It's just like, a, I mean, you see that in any film. <laughs> that's, that's why right, when right. I wrote it down, I was like, I shouldn't be this impressed. But. <laughs> With this shot. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> On that <laughs> note. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Mahan, um, where, where can we find you, uh, online? Uh, my, my, Mahan rocks. Mahan is rocks? my username. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere. Nice. And you said uh, you have a show coming up, right? Yeah. In April? We do have a show in Alaska, the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival (laughs) in April. (laughs) Um, But we'll probably do a monthly show before that somewhere in LA that you can catch at some point. Nice. Yeah. Well, keep an eye on Monhen's socials for more updates on that. Yeah. Uh, Devin, I know you're kind of offline. Do you even want to plug a handle? No, I should. I that's the problem. That's my problem is that I don't have pluggable handles, and that needs to change. I mean, you have an Instagram account. You yeah. just haven't really posted to it. No, in years, I right. My hen, who is my wife, for the listeners, my wife. Um, <laughs> yeah, I used I used to very do a very 2007 bit, which was anytime I would talk about her, I would say my wife. <laughs> Just like casually, and then As we it all didn't land enough times that I was like, "Yeah, it doesn't." And I think one of my 
brothers too was like, yeah, that, that bit doesn't work anymore. Honestly, <laughs> Honestly I think it just made it easier for, cause we got married pretty young. So every time we'd be, I'd be like my husband, I'd be like my husband. Like it just felt so like awkward <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. coming out of your mouth. So the only way he could do like my As wife was, was to be like, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what was I saying before? Oh, we we're just, if you wanted to plug it, Instagram or anything. Oh, oh, I was saying that I don't even have a photo of her on my Instagram. Right, right. Suspicious. <laughs> and she's like, Come on, when's that going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> I have made the promise a few times. We're all like, fine, I'll put a photo of you on Instagram tomorrow. But, you know, I know it's not like anything suspicious because I, I've seen Devin try exactly. to post something on Instagram before. And he's like, ah, like it's so much. I don't much know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he knows where the DMs are. Yeah. Even, yeah. Even, even like when I post on my story because I'm like doing a show or something, I'm like, my hand, how do I add a tag? How do I tag? And then how do I make how do I it put disappear? put a link in here? Yeah, like, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seen, he's like, look this stuff up. <laughs> I've seen Devin's attempts to like slide into DMs before we started dating too. Those, those are really funny to read. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. No, <laughs> no joke. Yeah. Uh, well, you can follow me at Lewis Hilligus IV on Instagram, Lewis Hilligus on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at Cinema Span on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, uh, and wherever you get podcasts. Um, thanks so much for coming in today, guys. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah thanks Thank for having you. us. I had a good time. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye-bye.